0: <laughs> Badass. Badass. Two.
1: Badass.
2: Badass. Two. The All right, Sam. This is a big one. We got a call from Bob Iger. Bob. He doesn't IG. just want us to make a sequel. He wants us to do our version of a Snyder cut. We are once again replacing Chris Terrio. We're coming in to completely redo Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. We're, so we're going to do a sequel to so Star Wars The Last Jedi is what you're saying? Yep. They have it in the budget to redo Rise of Skywalker, but we got to leave Last Jedi as is. Um, got it. See what we got can it. do. See if we can help J.J. J.J.'s back in the director's chair, though. He's coming he wants
3: another shot at bat i get it i respect it like the second J in his name he's gonna get a second nine in his cap his another feather in his cap another go
2: around the merry go round he's feeling like rise of skywalker is a bit of a lost season two situation you know he, he thinks he can rebound it like he did with lost season three
3: you know yeah 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 well he didn't do those if you if you recall uh jj abrams purely directed the pilot created the pitch well he didn't create the pitch he he was hired to direct the pitch brings on uh our good friend uh from the screenwriter world uh you know watchman prometheus damon Lindelof. uh brings him on Lindelof's the one running the game over there and he got on hot water recently if you read there's a great article from uh what's the guy's name he played michael on lost uh he's in a. Uh, he's in Romeo and Juliet he's in that great new show from uh oh, what's his name uh oh uh,
2: fuck well it, for uh, those of you listening Harold
3: for- Harold Perrino uh from that but so J.J. J. Abrams directs the pilot for Lost most expensive pilot of all time at the time uh, then he gets basically hired right after that. He does, he directs some more episodes didn't, in season didn't one. Bring up gets Loss, hired so to go do Mission Impossible Loss. three for Cruise. I just wanted a little But so he's all to out of the started. picture. Well, no, so no. It's, this ties together. This ties together. No. He's out of the picture no. by Lost season Stop. two. Stop. But he, Damon Lindelof was recently hired to write a new Star Wars movie, the follow up to Rise of Skywalker. You no, know we like. But he got fired.
2: Sequel? You know, when we picked a sequel that could get like a lot of new listeners. A lot of. Like new interest was put a potential here, and now they've all turned it off because you thought I think that lots. our
3: listeners come to the show because they want inside baseball from the bowels they of Hollywood. They want
2: someone to kind of remember the actor's name that they were thinking of. Look, I know a lot of actors,
3: minute. I talk to a lot of actors, uh, I meet a lot Welcome of guys. Welcome to
2: Podcast Two, the sequel. This is a f- podcast hosted by Hollywood's two top ghostwriters, Sam and I. We uh, We get pulled in to secretly write the sequels to Hollywood's biggest projects um, this is a big one this week we're doing um star wars episode nine as we said and uh we couldn't do it alone we have a special guest here here coming up uh on our show our special guest today my
3: one and only brother his name's also max we used to have a podcast together called potababa I ran for about four episodes of the pandemic before i got tired and ashamed of having a, a star wars podcast but now we've got a cool podcast and he's here Give it up for Max
1: Gorman. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh again.
3: Yeah, so much like uh (laughs) much like JJ Abrams The Rise of Skywalker, this episode is being constructed in reshoots as we already recorded this episode or a good chunk of this episode uh months ago. But uh Max No, not just this
2: episode. We recorded for Two hours and 45 minutes for what was going to be a double episode. We were into the second episode.
3: (laughs) Right, because we we had just started writing. We were like, we're going to need a whole episode to talk about The Last Jedi. And we just talked for two hours about it. And then it is like, all right, let's get writing. And then his computer crashed.
2: And we couldn't hear from him all for of like, <laughs> all of his audio. All of his audio.
3: but Max, because of you, we invested in uh, a service that cloud backups all the recordings. It's how you're being recorded right now. So thanks to you, also very similar to uh JJ was The Rise of Skywalker, you have put us, uh the creators of this project, into debt. So <laughs> yeah, you, you,
1: happy to, just as, happy to help you you know
3: <laughs> just as jj put disney in debt you put us in debt and uh <laughs> we,
1: we appreciate it. we're following in great footsteps
3: uh how you doing buddy
1: good uh-huh. um actually i haven't seen any star wars in a while so really you're not watching ahsoka a, you're not watching ahsoka i'm not watching ahsoka <laughs> i didn't catch that now one. why aren't you because you watch the other star wars shows right yeah so i watched uh you know mandalorian when it came out season one everyone loved it i liked it and it was uh, fine uh you know season one mandalorian comes out first live action star wars show so you know i watched it i was really excited and it was good it was cool you know it was fun kind of monster of the week thing then well, it
3: came out it came out like like the first couple episodes came out right before rise of skywalker and it was yeah, like well, pretty good they, from
1: the start they so side tangent <laughs> the they released one of the episodes i think it was the last episode two days early so that way it come out before ride to Skywalker and in it baby Yoda uses force heal and I was like that was kind of weird that's not a yeah because we we had never seen that, that in the movie to be in the movie and then it's yeah in the fucking movie so and it wasn't yeah, even uh,
3: it wasn't even the finale though it was like rand. it was like the the third episode and they like released it two days early so that they could set up force healing uh yeah it was wild. I mean, so maybe then... we're just
2: getting straight into this, but isn't force healing the amount of times it could have come into play in the previous six movies?
1: Yeah, like they're they're allowed to come up with new powers, but it was just like she was just like, mm, I'll do it. You know, why not? So I don't know. Well, I watched Mandalorian seasons one and two within Book of Boba Fett and none of them were good. You know, they—they're uh, <laughs> not good. Yeah.
3: Well, that was what's crazy about the man, the Mandalorian. To me, is like it starts out and like that that pilot, that looked good. Like it looked pretty good. It, yeah. It, it it in a in a in a. Like, isolate, in an, as an isolated incident, like, you look at that, and you're like, wow, this looks great. Like, I remember when it came... Like, because they released the show before it, they had really gone public. They're like, yeah, we did this all with, like, LED walls, and, like, mm-hmm. this is everything you see is a screen. And I was like, well, not everything. And then you see the behind-the-scenes, you're like, holy shit. Like, everything in that episode is is CG, or is well, a, a, a screen. It, yeah. was, it,
1: it wasn't just the, the, we didn't know, so you don't know to look for it. It did just look better. Like, as they go on, the the settings just look terrible. It's just like a gray wasteland. Well, Whereas that's first that's what happened. They had set it set in a sand wasteland, which looks cool.
3: <laughs> well, that's that's the thing is they started out with a stronger DP, and they started out with okay. um. I think that, I mean, I think that that pilot is Dave Filoni's live action directing debut, uh and you can feel him. You can feel the hands trying to steer the ship from behind. Uh, i mean allegedly he uh he trained basically his live action training directed because he was an animation guy and um not to offend animation fans here of of dave filoni's work but like i don't think he's particularly strong with that i don't really know how he got it seems to be like dave filoni got to where he was because george lucas wanted to make a new star wars cartoon and he was like what's Mm -hmm. the best cartoon on right now and everyone was like avatar the last airbender because this was like 2004 or whatever And he's like, okay, sick. Let me get those guys. And he goes to those guys and they're like, no, we're busy doing Avatar The Last Airbender. We don't want to get mixed up in Star Wars prequel stuff. Uh, And it seems like he went down the list until he got to Dave Filoni. And Dave Filoni is like, I'm a huge Star Wars guy. He did like three episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. Like he's like sort of an animation gun for hire, but he was such a Star Wars nerd that he got the gig. And he was perfect for that job because they were making a Cartoon Network show that didn't need to be that good. And I, that sh- I remember, Max Gorman, do you remember going to see the Star Wars The Clone Wars movie God. in the theater when it came out? And then the show and came out, it was all Jar Jar episodes and shit. It was like, what You the were fuck? a
1: little older, but I was like the target age demographic. And even I was like, this isn't good. Like, I remember I watched the show when it came out. I think I watched the first season because I was in I was in like the 8th grade so perfect I remember
3: you, it would be on it around the house like I'd be walking around Friday nights and you'd be watching this show and I was like how is this this
2: stupid Okay, well we're, we're, the, we're, make a, we're the, a bit we're deep in the jungles of Star Wars right now. We're yeah, we'll I wanna about the movie. I wanna get us I wanna get us to like a, the civilization of Star Wars a little but I think this is a good opportunity. <laughs> just like like Dave watching, not watching involved. <laughs> the engagement <laughs> numbers of this episode <laughs> drop. Um, no I well, people, I'm interested in asking, like I'm interested in asking you guys As massive Star Wars fans, I'm a Star Wars fan, but not at your guys'. I'm not a Star Wars nerd, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, But I. um, What do you think makes a Star Wars project work or not work? Like, people talk a lot about, like, that feels like Star Wars, that doesn't feel like Star Wars. Like, what do you think is the essential part of the DNA for one of these projects working? I would say like
3: looking at the last jedi s the other day and like being like oh right like star wars used to be something special where it was like these movies about these like luke skywalker and gang and now like there's like 10 hundred things and none of it like there are more hours of bad there's like way more hours of bad star wars content that exists now than good star wars content because like if you ask me it's like those three original movies and like return of the Jedi is like hanging on like a thread of nostalgia in terms of qualifying as a good movie. Like if I saw that as an adult and not as a four-year-old, I would not call it a good movie. But, yeah. um, and then, yeah, it's like, I think the force awakens is a very, it's like the, the world's greatest. Well, up until top gun Maverick, the world's greatest solace, like cash grab cash in uh, legacy sequel. Uh, but it kind of created the genre, like, that is Top Gun Maverick, and then, um, or defined the genre of, like, these, like, legacy sequels. The Last is good, and I don't think any of these other movies are good, and then Andor's great.
2: Uh, and I, feel I like I feel like these movies, taking the prequels out of it, I feel like these Disney projects kind of challenge this notion that I do think was held up for a long time, that, like, a lot of the interest in Star Wars was the world, that people love the yeah, aesthetic, yeah. that they love these ships and lightsabers. And I think I think Disney approached it thinking a lot more of like the vibe and the aesthetics could carry things than it turns out that they could. Actually, Warner yeah. Brothers is having a similar mistake with Harry Potter, I think, where it's like actually a lot of this was rooted in the characters yeah, um, and people's and like specifically characters that function well in said universe, in said aesthetics. Um, I think a lot of why Andor works is quite honestly, if you took out all the Star Wars shit and just presented this as a brand new sci-fi um, kind of people uprising television series, people would have loved it at a similar amount it's it i was think like... it would
1: even work without the science fiction like it's still like yeah you know rebellion kind of like it's a cool like insurgency interesting kind of political so I, yeah that's <laughs> what i think the new disney projects have kind of lost where you know george lucas's original movies were inspired by like those you know 50 serial shows um and now it's just kind of like especially mandalorian it's just like you take out the star wars there's nothing there because it's just basing yeah. everything that happens off of Star Wars like as a franchise and a concept. So, you know, Andor has a good story that works on its own. Mandalorian doesn't. <laughs> so, I think that's it. Mandalorian's just it's just a plot. It's moving
3: stuff around. But so I think that yeah. this this brings to us to sort of a, an interesting screenwriting concept that uh I think is um important to consider is that like when you when you create your first, when you create a world, like when George Lucas is writing Star Wars from scratch, he's creating the protagonist and the world hand in hand. Like as he's figuring out the lore of Star, and you can, you know, there's all of these old drafts of Star Wars published where you can see, like, originally he was called Mace Windu, originally he was called, and then he was called Luke Starkiller, and then he became Scout. Like you get to actually watch his creative process because all of this stuff was preserved, and you get to see as he's figuring out the story he's telling he's shaping the world around it and this is like a key screenwriting element like your protagonist should be the world and your protagonist should be directly linked to each other because that's the version of the story you're gonna tell right like uh even in things set in the real world like you choose you know uh good fellas like we choose to follow that character because that's the most interesting way into this world of these gangsters and mm-hmm. that's this guy with this complicated relationship with the gangsters and uh, that world, even though it's ostensibly reality, is its own world, you know, that's the Goodfellas world, it's the corner of the universe. So, with Star Wars, it then gets tricky, uh, I mean, with any, with sequels, it gets tricky, because once you, when you make the first, the first entry, and, like, you get to build a whole story and a whole character built around the same arc, it's, like, perfect, and then it's like, okay, now do it again, and, like, that's really hard, and... George Lucas is an interesting case because he gets this, you know, he he basically had a miserable time directing the first Star Wars. Like he hated directing. He hated dealing with all the notes and the studios and the logistics. And he was like, I don't want to like do it. Like I want to make all this money, but like, I'm going to hand this over to someone. And who does he hand it over to? I didn't know this until recently, but the guy who directs Star Wars Empire Strikes Back was literally his college professor uh, from film school. He called up his That's professor cool. who like hadn't directed a movie in a while. And he was like, can you do this like i think you'd be really good at it and he was like oh sure and like again a great example of a guy who has uh has no real connection to star wars because he's like 40 50 years old 60 years old when the first star wars comes out And it's like his film students saying he's like okay how do we make a good story and so the empire strikes back gets held up as this great sequel which you know is what the show is all about uh it's such a great sequel because it takes this premise of it's like okay here's the first one. We have the world. We have the characters. What is the most interesting story we can build around the pieces that we have to work with that will push it further? So you split the characters up. You say like, what's Luke's biggest challenge? What's Leia's biggest challenge? What's Han's biggest challenge? And you build an adventure around that. And it's like, Throughout that, you get these adventures of like, oh okay, yeah, and then they end up inside of the monster's mouth, and then Luke's on Dagobah and stuff. But Luke's arc is clearly defined. It's all building around like he is this great hero. He's got this great destiny, and he's gonna realize by the end of it that it's so much bigger than he ever
2: thought, uh, and he's gonna be he's gonna be challenged, right? Well, first of all like luke they're not trying to muddy the waters or do anything complicated they are like we are doing a classic hero's journey story once upon a time there was someone that was born somewhere where they thought their life was never going to amount to anything they learn actually that they were destined for great things they go on a series of trials where they grow into the person they always thought they might be able to become and by the climax they actually have changed into the great hero that they once dreamed of being Um, I think one of the benefits that the original Star Wars trilogy has is that the world-building, quote-unquote, is so much easier to weave in because the audience is learning it with Luke. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, when we learn of Jedi Masters from Obi-Wan and then through Yoda, it's like Luke is learning this at the same time. We are seeing it happen in process. The new trilogy is in a whole new zone of, like, we know all the rules of this world. Um but we need to introduce new characters and find a new way to engage the audience. So the obvious way to do that is to then expand the world. Um, This, and this like kind of gets at the root of, I think the issue with this Disney trilogy is that it's just a classic story of capitalism and executives being scared to let something change, you know? And like a lot of ink has been spilled on this already. I'm not going to like dive too far into that, but like, clearly like what this trilogy actually needed was to lose Luke was to lose Han, like let it truly begin with a whole new set of characters and let them function in a new way in this universe to see a whole new side of it. Um, I think to dive into it, I think the most key issue with the Disney trilogy is the protagonist Ray because She's not a terribly functioning protagonist in a lot of ways. And I mean, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this, but the way I want to kick this off is like there's this interesting screenwriting idea of like there's really in populist entertainment two types of arcs that exist. There's called soft-hearted arcs and hard-hearted arcs. Um, a soft hearted arc is a character who starts the movie like, I wanna see more of the world. I wanna, I think there's more out there. And then they get caught up into an adventure where slowly they realize, like, actually things are more complicated than I thought they were. Actually, maybe a darkness lives in me. Actually, I'm gonna have to change to actually face this challenge that I once dreamed of. Luke Skywalker, a perfect soft hearted protagonist. A hard hearted protagonist is someone who is world weary, that's like, <laughs> I don't want to deal with that shit. I'm never going to change. I work alone. Han Solo is a perfect, hard-hearted character who, like slowly over the course of uh, the story realizes I must change. I must become a different person than I thought I must be to live the kind of life I'm now seeing in front of me. To me, the core issue that actually started in The Force Awakens and it becomes a major problem by, Ri- by Rise of Skywalker is that... Finn and Ray are both soft-hearted protagonists. <laughs> There's no hard-hearted protagonist in this series of characters. They're all like, I want to go on the adventure. Yippee. And the only one that is hard-hearted that made everyone fucking mad, at it was like one of the only characters in this whole trilogy that worked was the Luke, was older Luke. which is why him and rey in the last jedi to me actually is a functioning character duo because they bounce off of each other in a way that helps grow both of them yeah the luke's
1: story in the last jedi and like that i think that's kind of where people like you said get the most mad is well probably the, the some of the coolest character stuff in the whole franchise like complicated because i mean we we have the benefit of seeing him as the young you know hopeful bright eyed farm boy literally and then becoming this jaded old man who cuts himself off from the force which is you know big deal for him but then like it's cool seeing it all come back around come together being convinced by ray but i don't you know people (laughs) they just wanted to see him and it's so funny that he literally says it like just want to see him wave the laser sword around and take on the whole empire.
3: Uh yeah, that uh I mean yeah, I think that for this we're jumping off the last Jedi because that was the last good one and I think that that does a good job of being handed sort of keys to the kingdom because you know there was no real
2: I have new thoughts on Last Jedi, though. I do I have think a, I don't, I'm not saying a it's major a major perfect... fuck-up to me in that movie. Okay, now, we'll, we'll get to that. Seen, yeah.
3: But I think that for the purpose of this uh, this, this script, we're basically... I think that Last Jedi more or less does a good job with, like, it's handed The Force Awakens, which is kind of like a retread, and like, be like, look at these new characters. And it tees it up, and Last Jedi, it's like, all right, what are you going to do with that? And I think it does interesting things with it, in that, like, yeah, it doesn't just be like, and then they get Luke, and then they're on a mission. Uh, which wouldn't be an engaging story, which wouldn't work. Um, so now we pick up from where that goes. Uh, Max, what's the big fuck up you think? Well, Last Jedi I does? think
2: Ray's arc largely works in Last Jedi. Um, like I said, I think the stuff with her and Luke is strong. Um, I guess I can talk about the fuck up in terms of my pitch. We're not actually rewriting the whole trilogy, but this is actually what I think would have made this all a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Is. Um, I think Finn was a far stronger protagonist choice. Um, I think a version of this story where a stormtrooper rebels breaks out and it's like I think I actually want to be a part of the Resistance is a way better avenue to entering this story in a whole new okay. way than Rey. I actually, and I think if Rey, she doesn't know she has force, she's Force-sensitive yet, but if she had been presented as like a world-weary scavenger and she's Han Solo... Who's like he get he runs into her and she's like I don't want it. she's like I don't want to deal with you like get away from me like I work alone I think suddenly we might have a functioning character duo um, instead of like both of them being like oh yippee I get to be a part of this movie um, so having said <laughs> that Last Jedi the adventure that Finn goes on with Rose his major storyline in the Last Jedi. Doesn't really function for his arc. He doesn't really grow in a tangible way through that adventure. I've yeah, I'll I'll my thoughts on that because I've
3: I've argued in the past. I was like, no, that that shit's great, but like that is without a doubt the weakest part of the film. If only that like anytime I've watched this film and like I Last Jedi usually gets me gets gets me going. I, I have a good time with that. Like, I the like fun the movie. movie. But yeah, yeah, that is the sequence that doesn't that starts to lose water for me. It just starts to be like, okay, well, where are we going with this? And yeah, I think it's that it it is it is a case of it's like, okay, well, you have to do something with this character in this movie. And like the star Mm -hmm. of the show was Luke Skywalker, so then he's paired off with Rey. So then, what do you do with Finn? And yeah, I do. I was disappointed when I saw it the first time. I was like, oh, I thought that they really fumbled. Like, introducing his character at the beginning of Force Awakens where, like, he sees the the Stormtrooper gets shot and, like, he wipes the blood on his head and stuff, which is, like, you know, he's got the the bloody hand put on his helmet, which is, like, such a J.J. Abrams director brain thing where it's, like, what a cool shot we don't need to worry about the writing around it uh like yeah so then like you know five minutes later he's like shooting his brothers down in the hangar go like whoa yeah bow, 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 bow. like yeah you get him and it's like oh well weren't we just aren't we humanizing these guys yeah. so okay fumble but in this one i was like oh before last jedi came out i was like well maybe he's gonna wake up from the coma they left him in in the last one and when he wakes up he's like having visions or dreams of like his past and like that would be a cool path and then it feels like it gets sidelined for whatever reason and the, what yeah do you the, think his
2: arc is across this trilogy what do you think it was supposed to be even? i
3: think it's clearly set up to be that he's going to lead a rebellion from within the first order right like it's a so that's I mean, like
2: functioning like what he's going to do but what do you think his emotional need is that's being worked through in this
3: I mean, I'd like to. I would think it's a it's a soft arc, you know. What do you call it? A soft character. Uh, it's a soft-hearted. It's a soft-hearted arc because it's like he starts out. I mean, it's but it's tricky because again, yeah, it's like he shouldn't be. If that's his arc, he shouldn't be starting out like hooting and hollering as he's blowing up his brothers. But he should also like, like it. it Once you get past that, then he's like, "Oh, like, all right, like, I mean, his he starts out in Force Awakens, and this whole thing is he wants to run away. 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 He's a deserter. He doesn't want a part of any of this Star Wars business. He just wants to get out of here and be safe, which is pretty good. And I think that if you carry that, The Last Jedi more or less picks up from that. It's like now all he wants to do is he cares about Rey. He's obsessed with Rey, which I don't know if that feels super earned, but whatever." Uh, It certainly doesn't feel earned within the confines of the film because we never see a scene with them together until the end. But I guess it works because in the first one they spent a lot of time together. I don't know. Um, But yeah, to me it's like his arc is like, so the arc that Ryan is sort of continuing is that he goes from him being a person who only cares about himself, who deserted the, the First Order and just wants to get away, to a guy who's fighting for something. And the sort of turn at the end of The Last Jedi is that He goes from like he just wants to run away and help Rey to he's going to sacrifice his life to destroy the First Order in the final battle. I do
1: think that that kind of arc could have been condensed into just The Force Awakens. Yeah. I agree that his arc, not the best in The Last Jedi. I do think, I remember seeing it the first time in theaters. I loved The Force Awakens when we first saw it. I mean, it was so big Star Wars movie on the big screen, loved it um you know hindsight you know doesn't make any sense but the the canto bite i was just like i i don't know about this one i like the uh, I song. Was kinda, you like the song I, I like
3: the i like the beginning of that scene i like when they first go in there it's like da, 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 da. i love that shit um and then yeah, it's once the once the the horses start jumping around, I'm like, okay,
1: this is that's a little that has like a whimsical tone, like literally a whimsical song of like flutes and chimes and it felt very Disney. Like let's smash let's this Ryan whole town. Johnson, We show so him.
3: he's so hard on his sleeve, Steve. He's like the most like sincere. Like he doesn't he he's got such a like Midwest Christian boy vibe to him. He like doesn't like. Uh, have that like cool. He, he sometimes he misses crit. the mark on what's cool. Uh, yeah, it's he, like
2: when Damien Chazelle did Babylon and has all these party scenes, and it's just so clearly a musical theater guy yeah like, thinking he's making badass parties <laughs> yeah so lame and,
3: and like that stuff it's like <laughs> ryan johnson and the thing is like he does such a good job of that stuff when it's like the sincere luke stuff when it's like he's very yeah. clearly like a huge star wars nerd who's taking in, into consideration the larger arc of like the past yeah. seven movies and stuff but like then yeah when it's like it's like and then we like stick it to the man like there's really cool ideas says, like there. didn't
1: it feel good to just bang up that old town
2: yeah yeah it's like it, it was all working about like, to show to make him hurt well uh, i think that, this pitch like, can lead us into maybe working on our our uh snyder cut of the uh of the rise of skywalker but like to me if i were to get to look at the big picture of this which like just as a sidebar it's a not well-known thing at this point that this disney star wars trilogy was not planned out in advance no. a lot of people act like that was like just bad planning or something i Working in the industry, I guarantee what it really was, was the execs didn't want to commit to anything yet. They, which is, I guess, makes sense on paper, but actually is so <laughs> stupid in the big picture. Because exactly what happened is what's going to happen. Where, But I think they were like, let's make The Force Awakens. And if people actually don't like some stuff, we can have room to change it in the next two movies. Um, but... <laughs> That's not really how work functioning trilogies work. That, um, I mean, that's the, that's
1: in my opinion, the biggest fault for the rise of Skywalker is that it took force awakens leads into right into last Jedi with uh, Luke being seg- like separated from the island. It's like last Jedi ends, they're doing this thing. And then JJ Abrams just kind of takes it, undoes it and then does this whole new plot that doesn't make any sense. And like, it'd be one thing if the plot just didn't make sense from the beginning but the fact that they had to try to undo whatever what was done like it's just so stupid well talk like,
3: about talk about studio execs I mean you can feel and I mean like somebody was pointing out on Twitter the other day and I was paying attention to it in a rewatch that like the Luke the the scenes with Luke in Rise of Skywalker where he comes back to life as a forced ghost some shots uh he it's his real hair he's got long hair and then other shots are like a pretty unconvincing wig. And, uh, it's, it's the, the scenes where he's wearing the wig are the scenes where he's talking about Ray's lineage and how actually you were a Palpatine all along. So like, which shows that that was a reshoot. Like they, that. so they, you know, they shoot when they make movies that, especially these big movies, they'll shoot it and then they'll start editing it and they'll be like, oh fuck, we need to add this and this. And, uh, the more fingers in the pot, uh, the more cooks in the kitchen, the more those reshoots are going to become rewrites. And that's clearly what happened. You can see on screen.
2: Uh, so if I were if we were had been brought in at the start of the trilogy and he's yeah. talking about Finn, what I would have pitched is like movie one, he's gonna defect, and yeah, he's gonna be like, I don't want any part of this. I wanna run away. I just wanna be safe. And mm-hmm. by the end of that movie, actually, should have been when he's like, This is worth fighting for. It's the yeah, Han right. Solo arc, where he's right. like, Oh, actually, these guys might be onto something. Movie two should be his empire. Where it's like, that's where he goes dark. I think that if, if Rise of Skywalker had actually played with this thing of like, he, in trying to take on a leadership position and trying to fight for what he thinks is right, he leads some sort of battle that like kills a ton of stormtroopers. And like, yes, it helps the rebellion, but deep down inside of him, he knows this isn't right, that he's just made a morally wrong choice because he came from that background. So that by the third movie... He could, which this was a Trevoro idea that I think we should steal. By the third movie, he's like, actually, a great leader in the rebel cause would be working with the rebel alliance, but also would be trying to court the people that are under the rule of the Republic and trying to be like, no, 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 no. we should all turn on our masters. Like you we mean, can of the build... Of the Empire. Well, isn't it the Republic in this one? or So, it's name. The no, it's order. the
3: First Order. Okay. That's the sort republic. of should have changed. So to we're not gonna yes. get into that. That's yeah, the, the fucking politics of these movies are also so like to understand what's going on, you have to go on Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, have yes. you been so, seeing
1: the the libertarian turn in the new Star Wars shows though, where it's like the new republic, it's like they're showing you it, like it's just as bureaucratic as the Empire, it's just as bad as the Empire. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, so yeah. <laughs> it's like easy writing. So stupid Easy writing. So bad. <laughs>
2: Well, obviously, the audience, I'm sure, can hear. I am not, like, a Star Wars nerd, as I was saying. I just like to think... I do think these are great movies to look at in terms of, like... like I think the original trilogy has incredible writing, um, and I think it's great populist um, entertainment. So I just think that, like, creating an arc that really works in the fact that he came from this background of the Stormtroopers, and then humanizing the Stormtroopers through that arc is, like... A whole new Star Wars to me. In fact, I guess I'm pitching that this Star Wars trilogy should have centered around Finn and should have done a lot of what Andor did, Yeah, um, but with Finn, yeah. in my opinion, you know?
3: I And it seems like, and I wonder because, you know, the original the original draft of The Force Awakens, you know, not the George Lucas draft uh that he, he was working, you know, George Lucas sells Lucasfilm and he hands over some treatments that Lucasfilm was like, no, thank you. Uh, but they hired Michael Arndt, whose best script is Little Miss Sunshine, but he's done a bunch of great writing, great screenwriter. Uh, and he came on, and he was sort of fired uh, unceremoniously and replaced with. Um, it was after JJ was hired to direct, and JJ was like their fourth w- on their wish list. You know, some some you know who they wanted. You know who they wanted. Steven Stay Spielberg with me now, Walt Spielberg and Brad Bird. Uh, really? Uh, oh. Yeah, they wanted Brad Bird, and he was like, "Fuck no." Uh, yeah. He's you that know how he, he turned it down. That was pre
2: Tomorrowland, but I was pre Tomorrowland. He turned it down
3: because he wanted to do Tomorrow. He turned down Star Wars Seven to do Tomorrowland. Uh, I don't know that he would have done great, to be honest. Unpopular I opinion. He, I he probably would have done competently. He he, had, yeah. he knows story. Uh, I think he's a he's a, he knows story. Anyway, Michael Arndt, I think he introduced the idea of a turned stormtrooper, and he introduced the some of these other ideas, some of which were plucked from Lucas's original screenplay. Uh, like the idea of Ray and Lucas a hermit, that's all from Lucas's original treatments. But uh, I do think that it feels like when they brought on uh, JJ and Larry Kazdan to rewrite the scripts, it feels like what they may have done is sanded off the edges there. Because they've got the idea, but it really feels like they're like, whoa, 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 we don't want to go too crazy here. Um because like the original if you look at it, some of the the stuff that's leaked from the original treatments it's a little more out there star wars wise it really is it's oh, like it's okay weird. What's...
1: It's, it's a little weird it's well, like which spiritual one you... and like the the wills and stuff like well are you t- which one are you talking about it doesn't I thought like George Lucas's original plan. Oh yeah, like, George Lucas's. But for uh,
3: Michael yeah. Michael Arndt's original treatment for
2: for Star Wars, George Seven. Lucas was kind of do something weird and off-base nowadays. Yeah. Well, his it, it, yeah, George,
1: yeah, his they stuff. Were like, people say like they should have done what George wanted, but it was like he wanted to like go it was like a uh Osmosis Jones but with like the Force. Like it goes to yeah, no the Metaclorians. It's make like, no mistake what? if
3: George Lucas got to make the original Star Wars like without anybody with the money like telling him like no you have to make it more normal it would have been a fucking experimental sci-fi epic like he... a
2: new hope was saved by his wife who is the editor literally in the trench run scene he famously was obsessed with he was like they've got to try to do it 5 times <laughs> and she was like she was like what if they fail once and then he does it he <laughs> Nails it on the second one. That's a good way to build tension. And George was like, "No, that's too unrealistic. It would take five times." <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, she got her way because the studio forced his hand um, because of oh. test greetings. But like, it's, yeah, this is not a man with populist impulses frequently. <laughs> no. Sorry, we should. We're getting sidelined, but keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even. Oh,
3: yeah. Well, I just. Yeah, I think like let's. Well, I don't know. Like, we're talking about what we would do, but like we we are not. We were handed Force Awakens where Finn it, Finn turns turns good I'm saying Rise good of
2: Skywalker and a- redux. I'm saying even with the bad arc bit he had in Last Jedi, whatever, I think in this movie he re- I think his arc is realizing it's not us versus the entire First Order. Mm-hmm. It's we need to turn the like working class members of the worst of the first order against the elites. Like this is actually like, and essentially like there's this terrible beat in the rise of Skywalker where they're losing this spaceship battle in the climax. Yeah. (laughs) One of the bad ones is they're losing this spaceship battle in the climax and Poe Dameron is flying his spaceship. And he's like, he's like, well, I guess it's all over. And then like Lando's like, look to your left And he looks, and there's like a million spaceships have showed up from throughout the galaxy because they were like, "Oh, this time is different than the end of Last Jedi for some reason. This time we all know we're fighting for good."
3: Well, as I understand, it's like they were like, "Oh, we just got the message from the Last Jedi. Like, were they responding to the call from the Last Movie? Like, oh, we just got around to it."
1: No, it was Lando like went and rallied the troops because he. That's what his thing. Like, why? When is that set up? I... 'Cause he's from the last movie he's from the old one, so
3: he's he if now that he's involved all of
2: a this sudden This is the same movie that sets up that not only is he going to help his maybe daughter <laughs> learn about her background. He also like looks at her like he also wants to sleep with her. Like, it's, and then they it's like interviewed weird... him, and he was like, oh, yeah, I was flirting with her. I didn't know. He was like, I didn't know. I didn't read the script. They don't
3: get like you read the script before you shoot this movie. They give it to you in pages. They're like, say, say your catchphrase, Lando. And he's like, what's, what's my catchphrase?
2: All of this is to say that that beat where all of the spaceships show up, that doesn't make sense. If that beat was replaced with somehow Finn had gotten... To, I mean like the bad version of this to me would be like the thing where like he accidentally gets one of the leaders of the First Order on a mic and they accidentally out like we don't care about any of like we'll let them all die like they, they're all disposable and that like they tease goes that out. In,
1: uh, in the last Jedi in one of the deleted scenes he's like confronting Phasma and it's like you turned off the shield generator right. you did all this so you could save your butt and then you see all these other yeah. stormtroopers start turning they cut it I think it kind of would have slowed things down but it they played with that idea earlier like
2: even in in they need a beat like that where he's a revolution or like maybe his entire arc in the movie is that he gets back on the base and is like he goes covert as a stormtrooper again and like i don't know like we we can talk this out but i think that beat in the climax if all the stormtroopers were the ones that showed up to assist them like suddenly and like they were destroying these ships from the inside yeah um that works a lot better to me I think yeah i mean it's a you could, good you jumping off point you can see
3: the concept art from the the colin Trevorrow script uh where like they are doing that you know they have all these stormtroopers in the streets like stormtroopers without their helmets like fighting like first order stormtroopers and it's all in corazon it's a cool idea maybe we copy paste that but uh, I think the thing is, I think the reason why they started to shy away from that, because there's a little bit of that in Rise of Skywalker, right? Like the Jaina character, or whatever her name is, who like rides the horses. Like they're like, oh, we were stormtroopers too, like you. And he's like, oh, cool. And then we just kind of move past that. And then they're in the final battle. And it's like, oh, okay. Like they, they're playing again. with that. But the thing, I think the thing is, is that that's hard to write, especially when the last two movies didn't move towards that in any meaningful way. So it's like you, in order to pull it off, you have to do, you have to either spend a lot of time with it or do, I mean, it's just, it's hard to do well. And like that Trevorrow script, like in the hands of a good director might've been okay, but he's not a good director.
2: Cause this is another big thing is that, that I think also hurt all of these is, and it's once again, it's capitalism breathing down their necks is the original star Wars trilogy happened over the course of six years. Um, There were three-year pauses between them. So that would be nine years. Oh. oh, Well, I guess, no,
3: yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, that was stupid. I'm sorry. uh, Mm -hmm. I'll
1: edit it out. Uh, 1,970-year gap between the first one (laughs) and ever (laughs) existing.
2: (laughs) The prequel trilogy had a six-year gap as well. You know, it's three years between movies. This one, it was a four-year gap. They Mm -hmm. only put two years between each of these films, um that they because they
1: other star wars
2: projects too yeah it was they so a there's like star wars fatigue i think last jedi i think no matter what came out then they were going to learn the lesson the hard way that people only love this stuff so much not star wars nerds but like people uh <laughs> We gotta we gotta differentiate those two. <laughs> Once you're too big of a Star Wars nerd, you're not a person no more. Uh, so human. <laughs> but um, they, uh, I just think people are gonna learn. People are gonna lose a little interest at that point. And now they're really learning, gonna learn this the hard way with Marvel and with Star Wars with these TV shows where it's like people really do not want homework. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no
3: i mean it, it It was never gonna work the way they laid it out and they i mean bob Iger, who we'll talk to later he admitted he was like oh i think i may have uh it might have been too much too fast Let's we, get gotta, into we, gotta this this. we gotta we gotta fix this movie We gotta fix this movie what are we yeah. doing with finn what are we gonna so here's where we leave off with last jedi uh snoke is dead right we don't have mm-hmm. our palpatine figure we can talk about if we're gonna bring back you know do the dead speak Do the dead speak? Uh, I don't think so. uh, I don't think we're... uh, I don't think we're doing... No, no, we're not doing that. (laughs) 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 So, we're not bringing back Palpatine. So, Snoke is dead. Uh, Adam Driver, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, is the new supreme leader of the First Order. General Hux is right below him and is a little bit like, "Mm, I don't like this guy because they've... They've had a good little between-the-scenes thing going on the last two movies where they're always bickering. I like them. It's like me and you. And And bear with me. me.
2: Maybe they can have conflict that doesn't revolve around him becoming a spy for no reason. For no reason. Yeah.
3: that was that everything about those scenes with him in rise of skywalker is so that is like the biggest like yeah the writers fucking hate this shit uh and then the actor fucking hates this shit so everybody and then the director's mad he has to do it so everybody's making this scene it's like really expensive stuff just where make it happen pissed. as fast as possible just get through it yeah kill was, him off get rid of him he's the like, spy
1: bizarre though L- so weird
3: Bizarre.
2: i forget it's that, such I like, a just... weird
3: movie such a weird spot. Oh, but we got to keep going we got to keep days. going so then ray uh ray is now the last jedi cuz mm-hmm. luke is not the last jedi ray she's left. kind of been trained she's but got she's got, she's got the her books training. she's got the books she snuck those yeah. out on her way out finn is uh he's like fully in the rebel cause rose got knocked out when she kissed him too good or something so she's asleep at we the could, end of this one maybe
2: have rose but was Rose asleep? Oh, I guess she was knocked
3: out. Yeah, she was knocked out. She was asleep yeah. or something. Uh, she, she might wake up in this one. I think we could do something with her. I'd love it if we could just... We got so many characters. What if we didn't introduce any more new, new annoying characters? Like I don't want this fucking Poe Dameron's ex-girlfriend unless we really yeah. need him. Uh, yeah. And then, so yeah, Poe is Poe has learned his lesson to be a better leader by listening to people's directions. And Princess Leia is still alive. That's the big question. What do we do with this one? Are we going to take the JJ Abrams route where we dig through the archives and find clips of, <laughs> of Carrie Fisher going yes. No. no? Yes. No. Yes. And then man. have man. I think man. I think that we could, if we just write better yes no questions to play right before and after she says yes or no, uh using obviously the
1: exact thing like so perfect It's so good Never they just Charlie from Lost to come in to, to <laughs> Never underestimated
3: Troy <laughs> I forgot about that shit so Yeah yeah are we going to bring in Dominic Monaghan a- aka Charlie from no. Lost as a weird new
2: character who
3: seemed who to be... clearly had
2: his scenes cut on the cutting oh, room exposition floor. Exposition. He's in. just an
3: exposition guy. It's like, why didn't you just have Rose do these scenes? Like, you just really hated her that much, huh? You just really didn't like Rose.
2: Um, In terms of the Leia situation, I mean, I guess it would have affected Kylo Ren's arc. I am... I'm not mad at her flying back to the ship in The Last Jedi in the way most people are. I love Star Wars having goofy shit. I'm just a little... Once she actually died, I was like lol they could have just they could have all been over right if they just had kylo killer it would have all been solved
3: it is fully entirely because of that one the one good scene where she she reunites with luke that scene is good i mean it's uh like it's there's just a lot of good shit there and i think that they i know that they were they they were looking at that there was discussion of that and it was just purely because like they have that scene, and they have Carrie Fisher on recording. Like after wrapping that scene, she's like walking off set. She's like, "I think that was my best work." And like, wow.
2: so we're gonna let her have it. We can't change Last Jedi, and that's all I'm gonna stay. I think we open the movie Black Panther Wakanda Forever style. It's like it's Leah's funeral. She's just having a like she died off screen. We start the movie, and we treat it as like, oh fuck, shits. It's scarier than ever. Now. We don't, have, yeah, yeah it's, we, it's truly been handed over to the next generation. Oh, uh, what if
3: we did it like, uh, spoilers for succession, but what if we did it like succession where it's like we like open it up and it's like Kylo Ren's like about to like go on this mission to like, he's like, I'm going to do it. Like, I'm the supreme leader now. I will kill my mother. I will finish the job. And he like shows up at her door and they're like, dude, she's dead. Like, she died like two days ago. Like, uh, uh and he's just like like, 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 yeah, we, we, don't, we
1: don't on her funeral not really like yeah or that no not even that like i think but they don't know i don't know
3: it, it was so cool in succession when you have like one of these high profile like mythical deaths in these kinds of stories and then it's like it's like no it happened like it just it just happened like it's like that's how it that would be i mean that would be earth shattering for kylo right it's like yeah he's going on this big mission it's like no like fucking cancer took her like space cancer yeah. it's just like you nothing could, to do I mean, with you i mean like
2: Potentially it's Abrams in it where you're like just causing all this action to happen around what should be an emotional beat, but you could be doing the Wakanda Forever style funeral type of thing for her and he launches an attack on the funeral. Like he doesn't know that she's dead, you know. And like yeah. in the midst of like it's yeah. like both an action scene and a reveal of information for him. Maybe that's actually like, like, the um, like he bursts they in
1: and he comes in and you know, it's like the altar or whatever. And that's like with his troops there. And he, maybe he kills them at a rate, you know, he'd do one of those Kylo Ren things, but like, it'd be kind of cool.
3: Well, we never saw in the force awakens, they show him like his character intro is that Poe Dameron shoots him and he freezes the laser in midair. And that was one of those big, like, whoa, I've never seen that in star Wars. These are going to be a little different, I guess. And then they just aren't. And we never, that never comes into play again. But yeah, what if like, like Kylo Ren bursts in the door He finds his mother dead in the middle of this like rebel procession. And like all of a sudden, all these fucking troops are like, and Kylo Ren goes into full like force unleashed mode. He's like, "Ah!" and he like freezes all the bolts and just like, like, you know, has an emotional tender moment with his mother. And then he like sends all the bolts back and like slaughters the rebel leadership or the, the resistance leadership or whatever. And then it's like,
1: would Ray be there? Would all of our friends be there? You, she was so late you she was running late she
2: was she, Before, she forgot to for her computer yeah, for a start. Second. this this is my pit. i want to let's talk about kylo ren big picture for this movie and i think that'll help yes. us know how does leia's death work into that arc because it's going to play a pivotal role so to me i think this one of the smartest things ryan johnson was trying to set up is for the third movie kylo ren is the big bad yeah. Like we're, we're not, he's not taking orders from someone. Like, I think this is the movie where we can Anakin him and he goes full bat, you know, he becomes irredeemable and he's got to die. Well, it's um, not even, an, that's I what mean, I it's, think. it's, it's something that we haven't seen in
3: Star, in these Star Wars movies yet. Whenever, every time we get to one of these characters being the bad guy, like it's always Palpatine is just like the top tier, you know, like, so this would be cool I mean, to actually, it's like, no, here's a bad guy. He's the top dog. He's your yeah. character. He's a bad guy. He's not, like, a, a guy who's working for someone else. He is purely, like, what's going on in his head. So I think that's great. Now, the question is, do we... Is his arc over the course of the film going to be him turning good like they do in The Rise of Skywalker? Not through an arc, but through a kiss. Uh, but that's 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 a valid way to write, too. Uh, or do we do the sort of thing that it seemed like they might have been setting up where it's like, no, like, he's he's gone like as luke says at the I end think, of the last jedi he's like i can't save him he's gone
1: even even in the force awakens jj abrams set up him going bad with the the uh like i know what i have to do i don't know if I have the strength to do it you think it's him turning good but said he kills han solo so i think even since right. the first movie jj abrams made he was setting these seeds and he still walked it back like the moment he kills his yeah. dad and then tries to kill his mom that's irredeemable. That is, you know, that's evil. That's horrible.
2: So I I love, I, he needs to be villain. I think we should Vader him, to be honest. I think like, because he's got this connection with Ray. I think it's this, actually to me, the strongest part of this entire trilogy for me is this force connection they have where you just use cuts to see them talking to each other. So cool. That's, it's funny. It's like you introduce things like force healing in this and like that just feels so off. But, like, the Force connection doesn't feel off. It feels like that does feel like a... Well, let me spiel
3: about that because I've thought about this a lot. Because, the yeah, the Force healing feels totally out of pocket because it's not set up in any of the other movies. The Force telepathy thing that they do... Uh, in The Last Jedi, that's just them taking the thing from Empire Strikes Back, which, like, you can introduce whatever you want in that one because it's Star Wars 2. And that they did that with Luke and Leia. They have them doing the fades and talking to each other. Mm. They do a little... Mm. I think they do that once in uh, The Last Jedi before we get into uh, Kylo and... uh, And uh, Ray doing it, so then they do it, but then they escalate it. They're like, "Oh, but they're more powerful, so now like they can actually see each other, and then they're in the same room." And so then, when you have Luke walk in and he sees Kylo, it's like, "Oh, there's like a Force projection thing going on here." So then, when Luke does that move in the end, which people got mad about because they're like, "You can't do that," it's like, but the movie has been building up to this this whole time. Part of the yeah. language. It's part of the language, and it
1: works as a reveal because you're like, "Oh." I always thought read it as the connection was severed though at the end of the Last Jedi, because it has him looking up at Rey as the doors of the Millennium Falcon come in and close, and I always read that as them being like this the connection is disconnected. Especially if it was set up by yeah, well, yeah. If you can
3: read it that way. You didn't say it necessarily, like I, I guess, but I don't. Well, know. I
1: think it'd be kind of neat that. I don't... What's your idea without Looney? getting into the
2: we- without getting into the weeds of it? I just think that like. Like, what's interesting about Kylo to me as a villain is, like, he's largely fighting for emotional reasons. Like, he doesn't actually have, like, an intellectual argument of, like, actually the First Order should control the universe because okay. he doesn't have, like, a Thanos type drive. He has an emotional drive of, like, trying to. He just wants to beat the thing that his parents believed in. He just yeah. wants to, uh, he's he pure wants, hate. like, a symbolic. Victory, Yeah, in the name of hate. Um, I think what's interesting is that, like, there's this thing in Star Wars that hasn't really been challenged all that much, where there's, like, like the spiritual evil leaders like Palpatine and Darth Vader, but then there's, like, the bureaucratic, like, admirals that lead these ships that, like, are the ones that fire the laser that destroys the planet. And I, I wonder if we could have an ending, a climax that suddenly that challenges that divide a little bit where it's like, actually, cause I don't think, I don't, I think if we made a movie where by the end, Kylo's not even the big bad, he's, he's been posturing as like the leader of this whole thing. Like I'm the most powerful. Cause he can like choke someone in like a boardroom meeting, but really like there's these giant spaceships <laughs> that can destroy yeah. planets that like, they're the big bad. This like the bureaucratic <laughs> government is the big bad in this? It's that's cool. I like that. I like the idea that like he's he's still evil, but by the end, he's like still kind of believes in the fo- he believes in the force and he believes in all this religion shit and he just wants to destroy the Jedi. And I think we could. I don't know. I don't know where to go from here, but there's something interesting about this divide, right? Yeah, Sam. Th-
3: well, I think that yeah the the Hux, the Hux and Kylo. uh conflict is like one of these more interesting things on these antagonists so if we use that because like yeah Hux Hux is just like he's like a copy paste of like the guy from the original Star Wars who's like that old religion holds no weight here and then Darth Vader chokes and are like oh there's powers in these movies uh but so like if that's yeah like we've got these bureaucratic systems people who like you know, like, are, like, raised to, like, be bureaucrats inside of spaceships. They don't give a shit about this now that Snoke's gone. Like, there's totally got to be discord in the First Order. Like, as, you know, they've expanded, they've got control, but also there's, like, it is not a well-running ship. Like, it's, like, you know, it's, like, the GOP infighting kind of deal. And then uh, at the top of it all is, yeah, Kylo, who's, like, gone, like, super... He's, like, off the deep end. Maybe, like, his hair's longer, and he's, like, really, like dirty and like grimy looking like like he's not he's like not jacking off like for months to like hold in his rage and stuff and then um so we've sort of got there there's this that like how do you how do you defeat a galactic empire it's like you have to do it from within so if we have that going and then we can like find a way to marry that into the thin plot
2: line
1: do of you him. Well, what if there's like a schism you know between the bureau- bureaucrats and you know maybe there is a small still kylo ren faction like the they chose the Knights to join of Ren. the first one. We gotta they bring were, back the Knights of were, Ren. I
2: guess Knights of Ren are it, cool. But like,
1: they're they're neat. We they're could nothing, use it in a mean... way that's
2: actually functioning because I I think there's like this thing where it's essentially, I think like Kylo Ren deep down, this is gonna sound so simplistic and the Star Wars people are gonna fucking hate me. I think for this, but like ostensibly he's wily coyote. I think Where, like really he he wants to keep doing this chase forever deep down. Like he's more he into the chase than actually the besides, Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, like I think like he believes in this religion just as much as Luke and Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon all did. He's just on the dark side of it. I think Darth Vader was the same way. He didn't they don't really want to destroy the Jedi. Um I think he wants to win. Um and I just wonder I mean, like, it feels like we're heading towards this really interesting thing where we, how do you, like, do it different than the originals? And in the originals, it's these very external battles where it's, like, we need to literally fly in a trench run, drop a bomb, and destroy the Death Star from the outside. I think what we are starting to talk about through two of the character journeys now is, like, We're doing a different movie where they are literally going to destroy this Death Star from inside. You know, Mm -hmm. they're going like they're just blowing up a Death Star doesn't defeat an empire. Mm -hmm. You have to change it from within. I mean, it's real politics. Like if you overthrow a government with a new government, the new one will become corrupt. You have to actually like work with the people and rise up from the grassroots. So I think like the Knights of Ren... It's essentially like, it's like that, it's a Suicide Squad type thing. I hate to pull up a bad movie, but like, it's like, we will, we're going to fight on the side of these people we disagree with right now for the big picture. Like, we're not actually your friend, Ray and Finn and Poe. We recognize that we've been a part of something that... Isn't sustainable. We, no, they don't. Kylo Ren does not want to live in a first order run world. So he doesn't want to. Yeah, yeah he doesn't want to deal. With, yeah, I think that. Yeah, we can do a
3: do a thing of sort of like heavy as the head that wears the crown, like. Once he, like, has to actually deal... Like, he thinks Snoke's whole life was just, like, sitting in a lavish throne. But, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, decisions he has to make. And, like, Snoke, Snoke, he's gonna be like... He's like, like, Kylo, Supreme (laughs) Leader! Like, and how how do you want to distribute the 10% tax on the uh, (laughs) Monoconist system? And he's like, what the fuck is this shit? God, And, like, he's making bad decisions. And then, like, yeah, the people below him
2: are like, fuck this. This is so fucked. And those uh, bad decisions are part of why the stormtroopers are like at the ready for someone to turn them. It's not they're like, like they're like literally yeah. like
3: not getting their rations or like their muni- Like they're, the, the 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 forces are stretched too thin across the galaxy. And then um, yeah, we bring in uh, the Knights of Ren who are like so I, in the Knights they're of Ren. All, all well, all we're working off with the Knights of Ren is that JJ shot a cool music video shot in force awakens and put it in for like nine frames in a flashback sequence and the fans latched onto it because it's mystery box stuff i watched i thought it was cool too it's like who are they and then in rise of skywalker they come back and the movie never really says what their deal is besides they're his boys uh i think in the lore they may or i can't remember if they are or aren't i think some of them might be former students of luke's but I think that there's an interesting opportunity right. here with I those guys. I thought he
1: joined them and then they
3: rebelled. I didn't think. Yeah, he no, you're right. I think that they're, they're they were bull- just he hanging joined, out. They were just like sort of like a biker gang, and he get, fell in with there the dies. wrong crowd. He but he also <laughs> fell in with Snoke through telepathy. But actually, Snoke was Palpatine's puppet that he made in a tube with a bunch but of. Not other anymore. Snokes. Not no. anymore. Snoke, yeah. Snoke. Snoke was just a guy from the the far reaches of space that look cool and not boring like it looks like they do in this
2: fucking star wars ahsoka show it looks like good shit. news y'all you don't have to think about palpatine accidentally busting anymore you know no, no he no. meant he, he busted intentionally do you think that he, guy yeah. does everything with purpose
1: yeah <laughs> you, you know how
2: you know how palpatine likes to fuck how how raw <laughs> Do you think he impregnated someone by like sticking his hand in and shooting electricity? It's like like do you think no, he comes no, electricity? but I do
3: think that when he busts, like he's probably going to like oh,
2: and like there is some lightning <laughs> shooting out of that bust. Do you think uh, she, like the person spins out like Mace Windu out the windu, window? Window <laughs> out the window. <laughs> I think that when his son, when his his offspring is born, they do fly
3: out of the womb, the womb in the little corkscrew maneuver that he does. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> <laughs> Um, Palpatine's out back. Snoke's dead. Uh, heavy as the head that wears the crown. But so these yeah. Knights of Ren, guys, who are they in this? Because could they be in in the Last Jedi? Luke is like, yeah, Kylo killed all of my students and took off with a couple others. So it's like it's set up that Kylo had some buddies. I think the Knights of Ren should be these like other Jedi. These like his, you know, Kylo Lushman daycare for the, the last bitters. two
1: movies, huh? Is Inquisitors. That's just kind of the. No, the, none of this Inquisitor
3: the... shit. I'm so done with the fucking Inquisitor shit. But that's shit.
1: the same thing. If there's just. Like, the whole point is that Kylo Ren's kind of like the main force using villain and raised the last Jedi. You okay, start then he kills. in them. all these other people, you know?
3: You're right, you're it right. No more. Be... No other. Well, does Finn. Are we going to give Finn a lightsaber again in this? Is he going to have any we'll, Star Wars? We'll get is... to
2: it. The... Yeah, I think, like, the Knights of Ren are. They're gonna show up from time to time, maybe. I don't. No, like, we can't. I don't think do, that's what was important. bad about the. Well, no. If, they, I if don't that. I think they're terribly important.
3: I think it's terribly important because it, you, the way you've brought them in is an interesting idea. It's an interesting plot point of them being the sort of cult, the Sith cultist side that has yeah. allegiance to Kylo Ren uh, versus like the rest of the admirals who are like stop taking order. Like, there's basically a mutiny. Yeah.
2: I think they're like he. Kylo Ren is Donald Trump. And he doesn't like he dreads going to meetings with Mike Pence or like Admiral Hux where it's like, oh, I have to like go talk about like tax laws and like all this bureaucratic shit. But then like he's got like his buddies, like his like Donald Trump's kids and and, like Rudy Giuliani where it's like we can like where it's like, oh, I can just go there and just like. We could just we hang can go out try to find like,
1: more Jedi. We can go hunt. Yeah, karate. yeah. Like no
3: like clear ideology bad besides like being a hater. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> like but they just like I think they are ostensibly like the Karate Kid villains' friends, where it's like they're there to back them up, and they all believe in the like they just let they love fighting, you know? There's, yeah. there's some, <laughs> they love lightsabers and stuff. So um, yeah, Ray and Finn, um, like. I think we're starting to figure out Finn. But I mean, one thing I think we have to let go of that our actual Rise of Skywalker, original one, should have let go of is like, this is not a movie where they're all great friends. We are not fans of this. Like the shot of where Poe, Finn and Rey all hug each other like crying. I'm like, I have no idea what Poe thinks of Rey. (laughs) <laughs> like they, they, they kind of eat? have until a...
1: so the last scene of The Last Jedi. They were they're yeah, they're kind of it. they're...
2: It's they're like acting like they were the Scooby Doo gang all along and I'm like they've barely spent scenes together. I think it's okay all three of them are kind of like three separate arcs. They're all part of the same movement. They all know each other and respect each other. I I want to take the weight off of trying to turn them all into a unit cuz honestly like Last Jedi and Force Awakens fucked that up too hard because, like, like Poe is certainly not a part of this because he's barely a part of anything with them in Force Awakens. And then if you're going to do – Last Jedi would have needed to do what Empire did and bring them at least all back together for the third act to, like, sell this, but they don't really. I guess they do, but, like – they don't. they don't I guess they do but they,
3: they're not together like they're not they don't bring them together I mean they, 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 they there's no there's no they're meaningful all scenes they're place where? they're not the place
1: but Ray's flying the Millennium well, Falcon Vince unconscious
3: she lifts she lifts the rocks she lifts the rocks they hug and then and then it's over Hug, yeah, that's what and I'm saying. I was like, it's like they're not...
2: technically in the same place. Yeah, but
3: so yeah. <laughs> well Empire does it. Empire brings them together briefly at the end of it, but that's after Star Wars 1 was all about them getting they all get linked up in the Death Star and then the rest of the movies them getting out and their relationship. And um, you
2: have Leia and Han stuff. Like, yeah, like, a lot. Yeah, you know? that's a
3: big thing. Yeah, I mean getting like get when they meet Princess Leia, that's like the midpoint of Star Wars 1 or the original.
2: I'm not against Rose like on a political level. I just think like <laughs> storytelling wise, it should have been Poe so that you could like keep the unit together a little bit. Cause yeah. Poe's arc is fucking even stupider. I just yeah, don't think Poe carries much emotional weight in all of this. Like, he, when his arc doesn't work, it's more fine to me than well, the other two. Well, he was supposed two. to be
3: killed, all, he was just supposed to die in that scene where his plane, where his TIE fighter crashes in *Force Awakens*. They're like, yeah, uh-huh. he's dead. It was a, it's a classic J.J. Abrams idea. It's what he wanted to do with Jack and Lost, where it's like you set up a character and you think they're gonna be the main character and then we kill him. And then every time he does it, then the, the studio's like, well, yeah, but we really liked that character. So they're, they're not dead. And so then they bring him back.
2: So I think, well, let's talk Rey. Like, if, so what does, up until Kylo Ren turns, I think his want is, I want to destroy the Jedi. He wants that until he realizes that that actually means he's going to have to do bureaucratic shit forever. <laughs> Why do you think he wants that? I think it's, like, a symbolic thing. I think it's, like, I want to destroy everything that my mom, my dad, and my master stood for, you know? Yeah,
3: it's it's basically, he's a kid who rebelled from his parents so hard that he, like, got caught up in, like, a cult that he now drinks so But, like... His intellectual, you know, it's like the screenwriting concept of like the character's wants and the character's needs. Like his want yeah. is to destroy the Jedi because of his cult, but his need is like he just wants to uh, feel better than his parents that he feels yeah. wronged him, right? Yeah, cool. he wants to
2: he wants family. You know, it's to like make it simple. You know, yeah. he wants to be loved. Um, I and think he's got a voice. A good antagonist and protagonist kind of relationship is that. Both of them want the opposite thing. I know that sounds obvious, but a lot of movies fuck this up. Like basically, like a good antagonist, if they get their goal, the protagonist's goal can't happen. So I think Rey wants to rebuild the Jedi. She wants like to have a whole new. Yeah, she wants to rebuild the Jedi. He wants to destroy the Jedi. That's their conflict, um, and I think. I'm very at a loss, though, as to, like, how to integrate her into this. So,
3: there's... I mean, there's an... It's not very Star Wars-y, but the thing that comes to mind is, like... It could be a manipulation plot, almost. Like, if Ray can, can, like, telepathically whisper in Kylo's ear, and there's already a rift forming in the First Order... This is just spitballing here. I don't think we should do this. But, like, if she could basically you know like without ever igniting her lightsaber she was able to destroy the first order from within by just being like yeah kylo they don't respect you there like you should blow it up you should he's like yeah i fucking should you're right no one respects me uh that's the lazy way to do it but i I wonder if there's a version of this that 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 could be good
1: i like that That actually it's
2: pretty i mean one thing one thing I want to also say, I, I wonder your guys' opinions. Um, this has been talked about the death, so I don't feel like getting into it too much. Or I certainly want to get rid of JJ's idea of her being related to the Emperor. Yeah. Because, like, In screenwriting, there's always two parallel things going on. There's the character need and the character want. The want is like the surface level thing that they want to achieve. Um, In Indiana Jones, it's like, I want to get that artifact. The need is like, Indiana Jones actually needs to open his heart and work with his partner and learn that you can't always do everything alone. It's like the emotional journey you go through behind the scenes as you go for the want. So like, Ray's want is I want to find out where i come from i want to find out who i am her need is to realize that you can you can decide that for yourself and that's what's sad about the jj thing with her arc is like it's actually pretty close i think like if you just can't do both the palpatine thing and the you came from nothing thing the yeah. sick the beat of like i'm ray skywalker got a lot of shit I actually think that largely works if the Palpatine thing didn't happen. Yes. If she was told she's no one, and by the end she's like, actually, the fa- your family is whoever you choose for your family to be. I align with their values. That's who I am. It's a little corny, but it works. Um, yeah, it's so I think, Yeah. So I think, like, in this movie, I also think he was onto the right thing by being, like, she... It's the same thing that happens with Luke in the original trilogy. It's like this is the movie where she could go bad, like where she could get pulled to the dark side, I think. It is a smart move.
3: Yeah, and I think that there's I mean so with that, there's there's this interesting opportunity, but it, we don't want it to be a retread because in the last Jedi during the climax, he like the two of them are both like let's destroy, you know, Kylo Ren's like let's destroy the First Order, we'll rule the all of it together, end it all. And she's like, "Yeah, wait, what?" And then she goes, she does like, right. She's like, don't do this. And it's like pretty funny, but, uh, there is this opportunity. Yeah. I don't want it to be a retread of that beat, but there is something interesting about her being like her being him tempting her to end the war. I don't know. What are we doing here? This Cause it, that's
2: part of it is like, what does she want? If what she wants is to find out who she really is to feel like she belongs somewhere to feel like she matters yeah um it's like what kind of like mission can we send her on that like challenges that and taps into that
3: so it's is it that is it i would say it's like the first movie it's like it's all about her being like i don't know who i am who am i and then she runs off with this family that's like maybe you could be this. And then the second one is like where did I come from? Where did I come from? And it's like nowhere. You have to set your own path. Then the third movie, it's like okay now like now that you like you've dealt with that stuff, now what is your path? What are you gonna do? And so she's faced with like what if it's like a kind of thing that's like because of her sort of like status, as she's being held as like the new Luke Skywalker. Like she's gonna be the one that wins the war. Like she's the symbolic figurehead even though again it's like you know she's not actually going to be the one that like kills all the stormtroopers like that doesn't make sense but she's this figurehead uh she's a symbol so like what kind of leader if she's the leader what kind of leader does she have to be uh what kind of leader is she going to be so what if we put her into a complicated leadership scenario um uh, and maybe we which have could a
2: parallel Kylo where it's like exactly. she doesn't actually want to be a fucking leader of a rebel of a rebellion. Yeah. And then maybe... <laughs> she wants to swing a laser sword.
3: What if... I mean, the, the, that can maybe tie into something with Finn and Poe. Uh, I'm comfortable giving Poe less screen time uh, because he got like he gets like half of it in Last Jedi for some reason um, so that we can have a... He's a hunk. He's, he's, well, a, he's hunk. a hunk.
2: Um, but, uh... What if, like, she... I think she's a bit of a pick me probably actually, or like she like she's like good in, she's like in school right now. Like I think she wants people to tell her what to do kind of, you mm-hmm. know? Like, and it's like I no, think you have to Leia dying is a huge problem for her because she's like, she's like, no, I need my master. Like I, and it's like, well you, and that's part of her problem in this movie is like, well, no, you get to set your own course now. You get to decide what kind of leader you want to be.
1: Well, they could have like a lot more pressure put on her because she she is you know, this like not ready. Mythical figure. She's a Jedi. And historically yeah. they have always been like the leaders of rebellion, like Luke was or Obi Wan and you know so yeah, ready? I think yeah, she's not ready. She's she's kinda of thrust into this role that she isn't either doesn't want or doesn't can't do.
2: Yeah, I don't Maybe know she's how this ties it. into it. Like that's I cool. Think, she's like... bad at it. She could be bad at, and Finn's good at. Like, maybe she, maybe she, her and Finn are starting to have more, uh, there's a moral argument going on here. Yes. Where she's, like, she's essentially, like, on team offense, where she's, like, we need to go in and just obliterate them, kind of, you know? Yeah. Like, this, I don't know, it sounds wonky to me as I say it out loud, but, like, she wants to, like... Go in full force, typical Star Wars battle. She wants to do it. That makes sense, actually. She's been trained by the Jedi. She's like, we got to do it the way it's always been done. And Finn's like, that's not going to work. We have to be like the Viet Cong. We have to like guerrilla warfare. We have to do this a different way. If we try to go all out on the offense, like Revolutionary War style, like we're going to get slaughtered. Uh, We don't have the manpower.
3: I think it's less even that. I think it's that... She yeah she's like let's go in guns ablaze and like it's time to take this maybe there's some sort of event there's some sort of window and it's like it's a moral argument of like how do we do this and yeah she's like let's go let's blow some shit up bow 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 like the good old Star Wars way and he's like like and he can bring up this sort of idea that it's like we didn't isn't this how we did it in the la in the old Star Wars with the rebels and the Empire and we blew them up and then we got the yeah. same shit like this isn't gonna, we can't just keep doing this cycle of, like, Star Warses. Like, at some point, the Star Wars needs to start having peace. What and if she, like, so... tries
1: to blow up a hospital? Like, a Stormtrooper <laughs> hospital. And he's like, what? He's like, <laughs> like what? Like, regular people. Like, I <laughs> well, would have been if,
3: there. What if it's, what if, because, like, they set up In-trooper in Force Awakens. <laughs> They said in Force Awakens that they're not the first order troopers aren't clone troopers. They're they're conscripts that are conscript like they're picked when they're babies. They're like like uh like yeah. kidnapped babies. What if she's like, We gotta blow up at the baby factory, we gotta go blow up all the kids, then they won't have any more and he's like, What?
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe not the baby factory,
3: but
2: maybe the situation like a situation flash we when he saves up... the
3: babies in the microwave.
2: What if there what if there's like a ship that controls communication for like all of the ships? Yeah, like may, what if there's like for the, the first main order? server for the first order, let's uh-huh. say, you know? And because Kylo Ren's been has been hanging out with the Knights of Ren too much, he's been, he's Smoking been looking too much weed. He doesn't yeah, he doesn't he doesn't like being a leader. I because they have an ineffective leader, like the defenses on that server ship are not what they should be essentially and this is like the opening battle of the movie this has been this could be set up in the title text and in a nice way (laughs) not like how i just said like he's hanging too much but they
1: um chilling with the boys ripping darts you know kylo style baby
2: let's go kylo ren it's and it's all of them. They're all in this battle. They all have their roles. You know, this is what we're going to have Chris Terrio figure out when he actually comes in to write it. Um, Take over and uh, But, like, I think it all builds to them destroying this server ship. And it, in the aftermath of that battle, maybe this is corny, but, like, as they're looking out the window, they're all celebrating. And Finn just sees the bodies of all the stormtroopers, like, floating through space, dead. And that's kind of his inciting incident of the movie of like challenging this joke, this like robot chicken level joke that's always existed. Like when you blow up these fucking chips, there's like millions of working yeah. class people <laughs> that, you're, yeah. just, that yeah. you're killing. And this is where he starts to have a change and their, their moral argument. And so with the server ship down, it's like we have five days or whatever that their communications are out, that we can go in and do the all-out attack. And they have a disagreement with this ticking time bomb as to how they should use that time. Yes. Like, and they were under Ray's leadership this whole time the plan has always been, now we're going to go and surgically, like, pow, pow, pow. Death Star gone, Death Star gone, Death Star gone, or whatever. The I like the ships. I actually like the ships. They got the big planet-destroying ships. They're going to no, go... No, and... that shit sucks. So, no more planet-destroying
3: nonsense. Like, I think that the 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 cool thing about this like we every fucking star wars has done the really easy writing thing of it's like and all and then all of the problems of the antagonist this that's supposed to be a galactic army is centralized in this one place and it's actually it's actually really easy to destroy you just have to do this one thing it's hard to get there but you do one thing it and it's like no like if we're going to do this sort of thing where it's like we're going to this is the star war to end all star wars like we have to approach it like, but yes, she, she's got some sort of plan to like blow up their like manufacturing because like we do this, this and this, like we're going to kill all of these troopers, like they're defenseless, we win the war. And he's like, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. Um, he's got this new idea where he's like, we've, we've got to turn them from the inside. Like, yeah, I think I think there are rebel soldiers in those armies. Yeah, like, he could. And she's like he,
1: his plan could be like set up a new communications thing, just broadcasting the same message through you know now that their airwaves are busted they can use it for their own game pirate to radio kill them what if yeah.
3: finn <laughs> wins the war by making a podcast Maybe he makes a podcast. <laughs> it's like, what up, everyone? This is Finn, a.k.a. FN-2187, coming at you live from Dantooine. And folks, you know, the first order there, in My Mellow, you know, those, those stuff. And I hear Kylo in the Knights of there. Well, Sometimes
2: I start to feel real anxious about Kylo, and that's when I need to get on BetterHelp. You know, <laughs> they, get, they, they offer you
3: by the way if you're listening better we'll take it we have no moral qualms with with your business we will take I the think that was a good
2: advertisement we just got i thought games. that was you great know, we're yeah you, well free <laughs> more, ad dollars more here. where that
3: comes from so kylo ren fissure fissure on the inside a fissure within the first door. <laughs> sorry there's a fissure is that the right term max you would know this uh yeah sure I like how you know which Max I'm talking to based on my intonation. Uh, one I speak to There's with fissure. respect. Fissure. Do it. Just Shut tell up us up the Max. fucking idea. There's a Fissure in the first order. <laughs> right. There was this great shot. There's a great shot where Kylo and Nogs <laughs> are face to face, and behind Kylo
2: is. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> he's laughing. Okay. You're you're tapped out. You're tapped out. So Kylo is... Kylo is like... He doesn't want to be (laughs) a leader. We do this opening sequence where they lead. He's trying... He thinks he's going to do like the Revolutionary War thing. Where during the Revolutionary War, the, Re- the Americans won by attacking on Christmas night when they weren't ready. So maybe Kylo's like, we're going to take down the rebels during my mom's funeral. No, he doesn't know what it there. is. He's like, "Like, yeah, like okay, our, they're our, our spies have yeah. shown,
3: they're, they're doing a ceremony. Like, large leadership assembled. They're clearly planning something. And then, yeah, rug pull. It's his mom's dead. Uh-huh. Do we learn that when he learns that? I think so. I yeah, think, yeah. think that we have no it, idea. It
1: opens with the planning phase. They're going in for the attack. And that it like, you know, the hall is empty. They evacuated. All that's left is like, you know, the portrait or the urn. Oh, like you think he you know? was late? He was like, oh. Well, I think they've still got like guards set up. They know that.
3: Well, he would be trying they're... to get there when, when all the leadership's together, right? Like he's, I think that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's tricky to figure out how to execute and maybe we brush it off because we're more of an outline here but uh i would think that the best way for this to work is that he like basically barges through the door in a very dramatic emotional way as kylo ren does with like the full might of the first order behind him and then like all the rebels like point their guns and there's like a stalemate for a second and then, like, he's like, wait, mom, and he sees her portrait, and it's like, R.I.P. Princess Leia, and her ashes are in a little pill-shaped urn, and it's like, oh, and he's like, no, and then they all go, Pow, paw, 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 paw. and then he does his classic Kylo Ren movie, where he freezes the blaster bolts in the air, like Neo, but this time, he turns them back, and he kills so many fucking people, but then, where's Rey, Finn, and Poe? On a separate. I don't mission? think this is what happens. Okay, what do you think? I, I, That's I my pitch. I think it's as good as we got. Well, let me hear a follow up like ideas.
2: This. I think they're having like a procession. They're carrying the casket like to the burial. Like an andel. Um, like they see the ships. They see the ships approaching that are like gonna land to drop down the troops for this attack. Mm-hmm. And that gives them like their five minutes to be like, oh fuck, we're about to be attacked. Mm-hmm. But they've kind of always been ready for this. Like they're like not they ideal They keep the keys timing. in the car. Yeah exactly so they get the guns Together um Rey Finn and Poe get to like leadership Positions um I think like pew 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 The resistance is actually winning Um I think Um Kylo Ren comes in And he's like he's Actually he's the reason that the resistance Starts to lose he's like pew 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 He's swiping him down um And then he sees what the event was he sees It it's his mom's funeral everything kind of Freezes um and then maybe this is like uh, Rey's first act of like cruelty a little bit. This is her like this is a little bit of her dancing with the dark side. She uses that as an as like the way to like get a first attack in on Kylo. Takes this is his arm hits, hits off. Cuts his yeah, arm off. off.
3: Exactly. Yes. In my thoughts. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, what if he's like reaching out to like the urn or something to pick it up and? That's great. <laughs> that's oh, great. that's so cool. And then she's like. Sorry. The urn tips over, spills, and oh. like Finn's like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Finn
3: and Finn and Poe look at each other like, yikes, and then like uh, Kelly Marie Tran's like, yikes. I'm I'm in this one.
2: <laughs> they um
1: not cut so out. So like I think <laughs> I said the opening title crawl. Kelly Marie Tran's in this we one. We
3: didn't cut <laughs> her
2: out. <laughs> so he's lost his arm, but like stormtroopers have gotten massacred. Maybe this is the beat where Finn see like he's having his a part of this is like he's seeing how many stormtroopers are getting killed and he's suddenly having, like, a realization moment. Like, maybe he sees, like, one of them, like, crawling to try to save one of the other ones, like, give CPR and stuff. And, like, they get rehumanized they're, for him. They're, like, yeah. they're, like
1: getting evacs, like, the wounded, and X-Wing, like, bombs the transport. So, I think what yeah. if
3: he, yeah, yeah, like that, but, like, what if also he see he witnesses uh, discord going on. Bet- like, he witnesses there being, like, conflict oh, yeah. within them. Like, he's seeing like i think that like this is like a, like i mean if we were to actually like write this this would be a hard scene to write because there's so many different things happening but like basically what you got is like like finn is witnessing the conflict between hux and his troops with uh kylo and his leadership and like that, like, what if you see, like, a thing where, like, a garrison of troops is, like, literally, like, like, they're running up and then they're falling back and they're running up. But, like, something like that where he's, like, oh, shit, like, I know, like, that this, this is not standard troop procedure. Like, they, things are disorganized in the First Order.
1: The, the somehow sees officers, like, forcing them into, like, machine gun fire or something. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. The conscript, the boots on the ground are just getting forced into these death traps. Yeah, you can see the troopers yeah.
3: like having like having cold feet. Like they're like like less like the like young ones, like I mean, what if we get another another character from what if we bring in like, you know, this sort of Jaina character like they had in Rise of Skywalker, but like, what if we get someone fresh out of the first order? Like, oh, what if in this sequence one of these troops is like left for dead and um Finn takes, like, Finn, like, has no choice but to rescue them in some way. Like, he, like, and then, like, he's got this trooper who then, basically, you give Finn the perfect foil. It's, like, Finn is then paired up for this film with a, someone who's basically a younger, slightly younger version of him who's, like, just starting to go down this arc. And he's, like, we have to do something and sort of pushes Finn to be, like, humanize, humanize the enemy and figure out a way to have them all and come Gives his... insight
2: into the weaknesses. Gives yes. insight into the weaknesses. Yes. Yeah, and I think... I like what we were talking about. So, like, Kylo and the other stormtroopers have to leave now. They've just lost in a really embarrassing way. This sets up Kylo for his arc quite well. So now, mm-hmm. I also like... Rey is training Finn. She doesn't exactly know how to do it, but she's, like, trying to be a Jedi master to Finn because he's, like, a little bit Force-sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that... And in these training sessions is where he's starting to bring up that they have disagreements about how to lead the armies, you know, and it's like, it's a good thing where it's like, she's the master, like he shouldn't, she's, she's got a little bit of an ego now where it's like, you shouldn't be questioning like what we're like, this is like, no, like follow my plan, stop questioning me. And I think, and just as a sidebar, this is like what, just because it does exist. Oscar Isaac and John Boyega do have good chemistry. What if because they're training together, like what if part of Poe's thing in this movie is just like he's a little jealous of like the Ray and the Ray and uh bin situation as like he's kind as of it's... like
1: seeding that doubt, you know, like you know, that shouldn't be how it is, man, you know yeah. like we, we make go it beers so that chill it. As
3: long right. as it's not in a way that they couldn't edit out, you know, Bobby Iger does not like explicit gay stuff. Uh he is explicitly homophobic in that way uh but you know don't don't tell him that um in his eyes he's very progressive uh yeah i love this now what if fuck i forgot what i was gonna say um what were we just talking about
2: (laughs) we have six minutes what were we just
3: talking about
2: (laughs) We're talking about uh, like Finn and, and Ray oh, training.
3: Finn! Um, I think that Finn can echo some of these sort of. Ar- I think that Rey... because Ray basically ends uh, the Last Jedi being like, like the last conversation she has with Luke, she's like, "No, the Jedi way is the right way." And he, and then he goes off and he has his scene with Yoda about like, "Well, there's shades of gray. Like the, tr- the inner truth is the real truth, but like maybe we're too dogmatic." But she's still all in on like the old Jedi way, and I think that Finn now. In his training sessions, he can present two of this sort of big moral arguments, which is like, if the Jedi Way is all about peace and happiness and love and stuff, why are we using it to kill these guys? And then she's all about this like gung ho, like, we need to fight the darkness. And he's like, how do we fight the darkness by killing? Like, I think that we are basically building towards a border, not pacifist, because I think there is going to be some true, you know, there's going to be, it's a violent revolution in Star Wars, but. I think that he needs to ask these questions that I always asked when I was a kid watching Star Wars. I was like, wait, but if it's all about peace and love, why is there a whole thing that they cut people up? Like, I like it that way. That's cooler, but it doesn't really track. So she and him are, he's sort of raising these moral questions that they're arguing over, right? I think that's good. we agree? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys uh-huh. listen to what I said or are you too busy watching the yeah. clock?
1: No, I, I think, well, I think yeah. maybe they can both learn. Like, you can have one with the other two, you know, like... It just depends on where it's pointed, I think. Because he could teach her that maybe they don't have to blow up the, you know, Stormtrooper Factory, but they could, you know, if you leave Hux alive, he'll just come back again. So Is it a
2: bit of a retread on Last Jedi if we have Finn go retread on Last Jedi? If we have Finn go on, like, a journey where he goes rogue and, like, I like the idea of, like, re-tying up his arc by having him go back and put on a Stormtrooper costume and, like, kind of infiltrating from the inside.
1: I think you can do that without him going rogue. I think you could have, you know, that might just be, like, what the mission calls for. Because he would have been running away two times at that point. Running away from the Empire, run away from the Resistance, I think it would be... Then he's just, like, a guy that just runs away. He still is a coward. Yeah, no, it's got to be
3: part of the official... It's got to be, like, a leadership decision as he sort of cements himself as some kind of leader. Um, I will say I'm kind of sick of these Star Wars movies always having this sequence of, like, and then they go undercover, and they dress
2: up like the bad guys and go into the bad... Like, it's like... But this is different because he's, like... He's not trying to sneak around. He's trying to, like... He's, well what, what is his revolutionary arc how does he turn the stormtroopers well
3: yeah i don't i don't i have no answer to that and i don't know i mean if you guys do shout him out but i think that something that we should figure out here is kind of what this the argument of this film is because if we're gonna go as heavy as like we're questioning the violence at the heart of star wars which like these films have set us up to do by, in their opening sequence of The Force Awakens setting up, it's like, hey, those stormtroopers that we kept killing in the other movies, well, they're people too. So it's like, these films are ostensibly about this. Like, they're, they're playing with fire, at least. So if we're going to I think ask- what we're
2: saying is we're being holistic about what The Rise of Skywalker was trying to do, and we're saying for everyone. You are not your future is not set in stone, you are not just what you're born into, you can choose what you become. So, all yes. of the stormtroopers as a whole realize we don't have to buy into this, there's more of us than there are of the Huxes, right? But let's let's be clear because I think that,
3: that like, if we're gonna let, let it get a little messy, we should look at it from all angles, which is that and I think that this is sort of ties into Finn's questions that he would have to Ray and then Ray's res- response to that, which is like he would be like. Why would we kill them if, like, they could? Some of them could turn. And she's like, "Well, what do you do when they don't turn? Do you wait?" Um, like, and it sort of becomes this question of, like, at what point? Like, okay, bang bang poo poo violence isn't maybe always the answer, but at what point do you stop negotiating with Nazis? Basically, you know, at what point is violence okay? And I think that that's a not a not a question we need to answer in in our stupid Star Wars movie, but like that is something that we should explore a little bit because. This movie can't just, like, one, it can't just end with, like, Finn delivers a speech, and then every single fucking stormtrooper is like, you know what? I was wrong. I'm not a Nazi anymore. The, you know, I, I didn't yeah. like the, the organizational structure, and now I'm out. Uh, but also, it can not end with, like, we shouldn't just do, like, a blatant, like, and then they kill them all. Like, I think there's going to be this sort of to- grounded toe where it's like, some of mm-hmm. them are going to turn and then some of them aren't. And that's a whole, I mean, that's like nine more movies. Like really like that's a really complicated war. So how do we tie this up in a climax? Uh, maybe part of the answer is that we get into the final battle of this movie, like really fucking early. And like, we let it be like multi-staged so that we can have a, a larger turning. Or Like maybe it's like a really long battle, like in the world of the film, like it's like a month long thing. Uh, it's like the star Wars version of like the trenches but there's, like, all this... Yeah, getting, like, a big siege. Yeah, like...
2: Uh-huh.
1: Trying to bust them down. Yeah, something like that could be cool, I guess. I mean, what if it's... I,
2: I think the moral argument... I actually think this is a time where kind of retreading on what old Star Wars did could be useful because mm-hmm. we're going to comment on it. Where I liked what you were saying where, like, Finn is like, if we just blow up another Death Star, it's they're going to build another one. Like, I think, like... In them winning the battle somehow in the beginning, they see a path towards like we can blow up their big weapon right now, and that's what Rey is focused on. Rey is like, we have to take out Kylo Ren and take out this weapon, then everything's good to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she could be saying the thing that the Rise of Skywalker actually believes, where she's like, if we do, if we don't do this, it was all for nothing, and. Finn is like, if we don't holistically solve this, it really is all for nothing because it'll just happen again. Yeah. And so I do. think, like, she's like, we have one chance to blow this up. And he's like, that's also our one chance to get inside and actually try to turn people and actually try to cause a grassroots uprising. I'm not saying he just gives a speech. No, yeah. I'm saying that I think he gets inside. He realizes that there's discord amongst the... Um, Stormtroopers. Sam, okay. you seem to have an idea.
3: I have an idea. Uh, so, you're right. Uh, so, what we're. An interesting thing about this whole world is that one, Star Wars' politics, besides maybe in the prequels, has never been very clearly defined. Like, what does the Empire really stand for in the old ones? It's like they're bad, I guess. They're, fa- they're broadly fascist. Um, and especially in this one, if you don't read, like, the expanded literature and stuff, like, We don't really understand what the First Order is in relation to the Rebels or the Republic or the the First Order and stuff. So I think what we could do here is we can introduce a new thing where it's, like, what if there's, like, almost a scene where it's, like, like, uh, Finn is doing, like, one of those TikToks where he goes around the armed forces and it's, like, why did you become a Stormtrooper? Why did you become a Stormtrooper? And they're all basically, it's, like, they're all becoming Stormtroopers because the First Order, like has ravaged every fucking planet's like eco like the first order is basically like this is the most simple version i could think of but like they are just hoarding wealth through like oppressive taxing uh you know they are using tax as a means to control the galaxy and everyone i mean this is not anti-tax i'm not a fucking libertarian but like everyone is just fucking being bled dry and basically like ray's thing is like okay we're gonna blow it up and finn's like no we can't blow it up. we have to get in there and we have to send all of the like billion trillion dollars of republic credits that we've taxed and we're gonna equally just like shoot that out to everyone and like we'll be like this is in the name of the new new republic the empire's down never let them fight against you and then like you know it's like a thing where it's like i just trying to think of like the most simple star warsy way to like be like it gives
1: it gives the agency back to the troopers instead of like the only way they can have freedom is being within the army but now they can exist yeah yeah, own. I mean, it's like, yeah. the pro- It's like okay, the problem
3: with the whole galaxy is that everyone's being fucking bled dry by the First Order. How do you solve that? Uh, well, if you destroy the First Order, like, it's just a new power vacuum.
2: Well, they set up an interesting thing in Rise of Skywalker. So, sorry, we have five minutes left to come up with this, so, like, we really gotta tie this all up now. They, mm-hmm. they set up this really interesting thing in Rise of Skywalker where it's like, oh, we were, like, the children that were stolen from our families, and that's how we ended up as stormtroopers. And like they literally say a lie where they're like, We need to gather more young people to like keep filling our reserves to have more armies. Right. So like what if he gets onto the ship and like hacks the computers to basically send every stormtrooper the their file of where they were taken from? Yeah. To okay. remind them of like the this is the planet you're from. Oh, These were that's the parents cool. you could have had they this almost is...
1: kind of set that up in the force awakens with the if they had a hologram of finn like as a kid yeah yeah with mm-hmm. all this information yeah
2: he realizes like the thing that kind of saved him was being reminded of his humanity was seeing that there's a whole galaxy out there outside of these gray ships so he like he uses that and so like his plan is happening well ray is battling kylo i don't know we'll figure that out like But then it all comes to this, like, point... The break into three, I think, is, like, she could blow up the Death Star. Suddenly his plan starts working. The people are turning against Hux inside of these ships. And um, I think maybe, like, the real thing in the third act... Is that Finn sees an opportunity somehow... That, like, oh, Kylo is also malleable here. And that's kind of, like, what's going to have to turn Rey's arc. Is, like, you don't... He's like, this is the final step. It's like he's like, you don't have to kill Kylo. Like he's actually like, he's he's not as big bad as we think he is, you know. He's Kylo. It, right. I think very it, generic.
3: No, yeah. no, no, no. But I think it's like this sort of thing where it's like, oh, Kylo is uh, Kylo is a fire that will always burn out. Like Kylo will always be his own undoing. And there's this like sort there's of wisdom story. there where they realize that, and they're like, you can use him. I think that's what ends up happening is they basically like i don't think kylo gets like a redemption like vader style i think that kylo gets a he is a useful idiot for a brief moment uh inadvertently causes the collapse of everything that he was fighting for watches it all crumble down and then like in some sort of final moment dies and like i think that we don't even give him a heroic death because i think that in the way these films sort of set this up like which is it's funny when the, well we don't have time to talk about it but uh they're basically modern fat it's basically neo-nazis right is what the first order is it's like the empire was the nazis the first order is neo-nazis we can't give kylo like a heroic space hit- space death like we have to give him like a real like hitler death where it's like he's like alone in a bunker and he fucking blows his brains out when he sees like a hundred fucking stormtroopers like with their helmets off coming for him because he stole them from their parents and like sold them into slavery and he's like he kills, he like pulls his lightsaber out and it's like pointed upward but and he turns it on. Oh. But he's got the little handle guard so then
1: they go, <laughs> and he dies. He, he like Rey, he's like lost essentially. They see the stormtroopers coming. She gives him the lightsaber to kill himself. Like, Yeah. She has it captured so she tosses it back to him and he like <clears throat> stabs himself. Yeah.
3: He's like, no, I want, he, he does seppuku. He wants to do it on like a hero's it's death. like, let me do yeah. it.
2: Yeah, let me do it on my own
3: teams. Yeah. <laughs> Um,
2: and maybe he has. I mean, maybe like the way we really complete his arc is like he had an opportunity. He has some sort of opportunity. It's, it mirrors Rey where he could destroy. Maybe he could kill Rey He could destroy the Jedi or something, and he doesn't do it. Like when like the moment comes where he could pull the trigger, it's like a version of the Leia thing, where he he just doesn't really have it in him to destroy it. Because I do think that's part of it. It's like he can't. He doesn't really want to destroy the Jedi, you but, know. So
3: I'm interested in that idea that you've brought up multiple times because I don't. Maybe this, maybe we don't have time for this, but I don't buy that. I don't. I think that he doesn't. Like, yes, he doesn't really. Like, it's not his mo- his real motivation is to destroy the Jedi. Like, he doesn't actually really care that much. But I think that when faced with it, he would do it because he want at this, especially at this point in his arc, he's he's convinced he's he's. Fully in his convictions, right? And I think that for the story we're trying to tell, isn't it, this is about a man who let, this is basically the story of a man who let hate and rage and anger control him to the point that he's like lost his humanity. And I think that we could, what would almost be more interesting is we present him with this same sort of like, he has an opportunity to do something really bad, uh, like kill Ray or something. And then he, and it's almost like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And then he does do it but like it fails. It's like the lightsaber doesn't go off or something. And it's like, wow, you really are far gone. You dumb piece of shit. And then he like is faced with the consequences of his actions. The troopers are outside and he, he goes seppuku. I don't know. That's my thoughts. What do you think?
2: Yeah. I like, well, maybe he spends the whole movie. Maybe he spends the whole movie, like training for this big battle. He's, gotta have with Rey like that he's Mm -hmm. he's obsessed with Star Wars lore he's a little incel Star Wars boy where he's like he's like it's all gonna build to this big battle it's all gonna build to this big battle he doesn't even see it coming that the stormtroopers get turned Finn's plan works Rey is now like wow like Finn was right and they're kind of like charging forward to um Kylo's sanctuary or whatever and he's he knows ray is coming. He knows this big fight's happening, but suddenly everything's falling apart. It's not the plan he wants and like he kind of takes a coward's route and like you're saying, like kills himself cuz he, do- he can't he doesn't actually wa- he doesn't have it in him to actually face off against ray in this God, way. Yeah. You know, he's only ever been willing to face off against her when the odds are so stacked in his favor cuz he's got the super powerful American military behind him. Yeah, yeah. Are you saying Max Gorman? Like,
1: what if his obs- his obsession has like s- come so much, you know, of him for the last year or whatever, and he's just so sloppy, like he doesn't sleep, so he's like terrible actually at the fighting, and he tries to fight Ray after this column, an army of stormtroopers is there, and he just sucks, like he's just horrible in front of everyone and it, like it's the humiliation of his army turning against him and him failing in this one quest yeah that kind of drives it in even further yeah i
3: think if we could build up i mean i think part of his like part of the story of him in this film is his dehumanization to himself like and part of that is i mean ray cutting off his arm in the first in the first act which i think is a strong moment sort of link him to vader blah 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 but uh if there's something else that he could be doing to himself throughout this film like training with paint like he's force lightening himself through like catholic self harm or what I don't know but what I don't know I like this idea of him like sort of like setting everything up so that he and Ray will like have a final confrontation in this like grand epic like scale thing and then like what if like it ends up being like she like somehow some, through some circumstances like their final confrontation ends up being in, like a fucking like space broom closet and she's just like and like their weapons aren't there and like That's when, like, the people are, you know, it's like, it's like, you, you don't get a fucking hero's death. You don't get a fucking villain's death. You just, you are, you, you're too far gone.
2: Maybe that's how he, they, he's set up for this, like, one-on-one lightsaber battle with Rey she does burst in, and that's how it starts. They're zoop, zoo, They're fighting, like, a classic final act, Star Wars lightsaber fight. But then all of this other stuff has happened in the background, and the stormtroopers come bursting in, like, pew, pew, pew. Like, they're firing on him now because they're against him. And he's trying to fight her. He's trying to fight all the lasers. And he just gets overwhelmed. It's just, like, yeah. truly, like, yeah, dude, it's not a fucking samurai fight. Like, you were a bat. Yeah. His... Terrible decisions as a leader across this movie, and his obsession with like you got to do it this, you got to do it the Sith way. Like we, it, it like he, he, like he loses track of like just real life. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, it's sort of. That's a version of
3: it's like it's like every Star Wars thing where it's like, why do they always charge at like why do the guys with the blasters always charge at the guys with the lightsabers? Like you've got all these guys with guns, just shoot them, just just shoot them. It'll be fun. Just pow pow pow. Uh, yeah, and like yeah, uh, wait, wait,
2: wait, he's gonna be cool. He's gonna be cool for a second. Like I will bet he's able to like fend off. He's a gonna lot do of, his knee like, He's gonna becomes, those like bolts. hundreds of these guys. Yeah, he's yeah, just... Yeah. Yeah, well,
3: <laughs> he just gets fucking pelted just all all around. And Snoke, or, I mean not Snoke, Hux is already like, ooh, Kylo, not so strong now. <laughs>
2: But he's gonna die sad too. He's, he's gonna, gonna like, die like, sad. him. He's
3: gonna be like, I was a spy. They're what if we have it? Be like, no, no, I was the spy. And like, what do you? Shut the fuck up. They just, up. And just like, yeah, him. shoot him in the head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, Where Laser are you? guillotine. Shut up, Ginger. Lightsaber guillotine. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think we're. I think we're ready for Bobby Ike's to step in. You guys feel ready? I think it's time. We think we got something. I'm ready.
3: He's
0: pretty good. Yeah. He's yeah. Good. yeah. He's money. I like what? it.
3: Uh oh, here he comes.
2: Hey, Bob, good to see you again, man. Hey,
0: boys, it's me, Bobby IG. How's it going? How was my favorite sequel Ghost Riders? <laughs>
2: Thanks, Bob. Um,
0: Why, Do I, uh... I
2: smell
0: a third boy.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that hey, famous Bob. tiger nose. I, yes. I got a nose. Hey, I can smell a
0: lot of things, and I smell another. It's a brother. Who is that? Is it the smell yeah. of
2: desperation? Well, smell
0: of... <laughs> hey, hey, hey we're, we don't talk like that now that the strikes are over. We don't talk like yes,
2: that. Yes, thank we're, you we're for all, graciously ending those after just gonna six We're to be months. nice.
0: Yes, thank you, Bob. We appreciate you uh, being nice. Well, it was a labor of love. I love writers and respect them and never said anything awful about starving them uh i respect writers i don't want them to lose their house i want them to barely hold on to it respect <laughs> thank
3: you bob that's all i could ever expect uh or hope for or hope at for this, this
0: point from you
2: um, um we got a new this star- is max this-, this is another max he's joined us hey bob mr eiger nice mr meet you.
0: Iger. please thank you uh <laughs> well okay I, I won't even ask. You guys keep having these guys in and, you know, proof's in the pudding. So, what's in the pudding? Let me smell it.
2: All right, Let uh, me smell yeah, that got...
0: chocolate pudding.
2: Okay, yeah. Thanks for specifying that. Let that me take a big sniff. Okay, yeah, that's... Uh, Max, dude, why are you stalling? are you stalling? Just, just do it. Just, just, just say the fucking
3: pitch. <laughs> just say the fucking pitch. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Star Wars episode 9
2: Bob it's the the not the last Je- it is the last Jedi 2. We're picking it up, you know. Yep. This is going to be like our Snyder Cup for this movie. We're going to we're revamping it. It's going to be all reshot. Um, this movie is going to follow a whole new arc because it opens with princess leia's funeral she's already died um at this funeral there's an attack how are you gonna film that that if
0: she's wait how are we gonna are we gonna reshoot carrie fisher dying with with cgi
1: uh no no cgi puppets this time what do you mean wait how will we know
0: she's dead if we can't see her die Will we do a di- you know, will we like do the, the thing where we put the sheet up above a, a dummy and then we have the sheet fall? Th- I liked that. We're thinking
1: of adding like a a big block of text before the movie that kind of like moves. Oh, like it. a
0: classic, st- like we haven't done those in so Star, Wars Star Wars in a while.
1: Uh, yeah, we'll do one of we'll do one of those.
0: Okay, okay. So she's died. We don't. Do we see a body?
2: I don't know. You're really focusing yeah, you on this. It's gonna, they're just going to carry a casket, Bob. I'm sorry to raise my voice. Um, Look, it's just got, on the last uh, time really we did this movie, soon.
0: we had a lot of trouble because JJ was like, oh, I've got the footage. It'll be great. And then it was all footage of her saying yes and no and people asking yes-no questions to her, and it <laughs> didn't feel right. So I'm just trying to dot my I's and cross my Disney T's. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yep, Mr. Eger, I understand as someone that's been, you know, the podcast too, we've been accused of being like AI. We've been accused cuz we write all the sequels, you know. So let me just posit this back to you. Never underestimate a droid. Or kind of your droid's here, you know. So like uh
0: I know that line I well. I like that one. I know that line well.
2: All Are right. So you gonna have to so say it in this one? At Do you want to let me pitch the movie? Does she have
0: any lines? I'm just trying to understand your opening scene.
2: <laughs> she has no lines. She's dead. As a doornail.
0: Like in it's real gonna,
2: life? It, yes, just like in real life. Oh, okay. so that's you all
0: you had to say. I want to... Just, okay. you know, your clarity. It's, so a, at the it's funeral, okay, Bob. I'm sorry about they're that. They're
2: marching her body through, like, the jungle. There's a big attack. This is where Kylo also learns that his mom has died um, and loses the battle badly. In fact, so badly that Ray chops off his arm. It's her first act of cruelty. Because we're going to be dealing with a few different arcs here that all have to do with how you choose your own fate. Rey has an arc where she is now the general of the army. She feels that she must follow things the way the Jedi have always done them. She feels that they must go blow up the new um, First Order base. um, And that they must, and if they destroy that, sure it might come back again. But that's the way things have always been done. But Finn has a different arc. Sam, what's that arc?
3: Well, so Finn is, uh, after this battle, he's witnessed that there's clear... Uh, the Things aren't going so well among the First Order troops. And he's seeing the suffering. He's being reminded that he was once a First Order troop as well. And he uh, brings in a wounded trooper who causes him to question some things. And then as Ray's training him, he's like, hey maybe we could win this war not by killing all these guys. Like, isn't the way of the Jedi, like, peace and love and stuff like that, vaguely? Uh, so he's got a new plan. It's like, what if we can turn the Force, the First Order against itself? And she's like, she's like oh, that will never work. I'm Rey.
0: And he's like, yes, it will. What happens next? Uh, what about the little one? Does the little one talk? Does he talk?
1: Uh, so, you know, after... They're kind of playing with this idea, but we, we see that. I thought you meant that... Babu Frick.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, we're a Babu Frick. Is he back? He's going to be in
0: it.
2: He's going to be in it. What's Just his don't role? worry about the details. Is he, he
0: dead or alive?
2: He's alive. He's Sorry alive. for bringing him up. Max, keep going. <laughs> uh, so, you know, this
1: whole time we see that there's a a similar kind of split within the First Order between Hux and, and Kylo Ren. Uh, but they, you see that they're kind of losing control a little Spread too thin um, Too active Not really paying attention Crossing their T's and dotting their D's oh, I know a, I
0: know a little something about Two leaders not getting along so well yeah, I could tell you a thing good, or two about, yeah. Let me know if you want any uh, Do any screenwriting research with me I won't name any names But let's just say his name rhymes with Bob Vapecheck
2: Let's just say that Kylo should have been out petting some hippos because he's not seeming too human because he's spending too much time with his knights, what his that, boys. What would that
0: look like? It would be like one of those nipple monsters from Last Jedi.
2: Thanks, Bob. Love the anecdotes. <laughs> they, really, they really help the pitch flow.
0: I just... Like
2: one of your pre-pitch poops. I'm
0: just a little, you know, I feel like you guys get to have all the good ideas and I never get to say anything cool in these pitches. So I was trying to make it more of a, a, a symmetrical pitch scenario.
2: That's what I wanted. I wa- it's like poetry. It's like jazz. It writes. That's like- <laughs> It writes. <laughs> I
0: don't get it. Proceed. Uh,
2: but yeah, so they're... In the middle of the movie, as they famously say in the writing community, don't worry about it. At the end... <laughs> um, That's how we did the last and- one. <laughs> At the end... Finn has sent information about their backgrounds of all the stormtroopers to themselves. Like they find out like where they were abducted from, who their parents would have been, like what their town would have been. And it kind of like ignites a fury in the stormtroopers. Like, wait, like our entire lives were stolen to be a part of this because as we learn, like stormtroopers have largely been stolen um, from their homes for this position. And they start to rebel. Um, Ray charges in to fight Kylo. They start having a classic Star Wars duel, um, except the stormtroopers burst into pow pow pow. They're shoot they they've already killed Hux with a laser guillotine. Now they're shooting Kylo, Piau pyaw Pow. Uh, he can't. He can't stop all the laser bullets. Eventually, it's the wrath of all the people he's fucked over, or what, kill him? And they. And Finn was right. They could beat this from the inside and actually create a path towards change within the Star Wars universe. And so. Any now, other questions? Uh,
0: what uh, I don't understand is what kind of cameos are we gonna have in this? Uh, Who do you want, Bob? Who do you want? I'm How do we get? You know, you know, Ahsoka Tano. She's Boba Fett. well I thought that she would be dead by now, realistically. Uh no one really knows. She how, how long... old How she
3: old, is. old can Ahsoka be? Like how does she age we'll figure it normal?
2: It out. normal? Bob, have you ever Goached. seen the movie uh Space Jam A New Legacy?
0: Uh no, that's a WB property. I don't watch that.
2: Well, they do Not a very cool. smart thing in this where they play a basketball game. And oh. in the stands are all the characters that they own We were thinking that maybe in the middle of the movie They go to visit one sort of basketball game type of thing oh. And you could fill the stands with all sorts of candies. You just you just get them all in at once You just need this one uh, little uh, <laughs>
3: Hey Bob, Bob, how about this What if you saw The Mandalorian and Boba Fett Boca
2: Boba Fett. Yep. Did you watch
3: that one? It's uh-huh. okay if you didn't. I. Not a lot of people did. Uh-uh.
1: It's okay. Well, it wasn't very good.
2: Bob. Well, Bob, I'm sure you gotta get back to uh, making really successful theme park movies like *The Haunted Mansion*, and I know you have a lot of experience cleaning up messes before pitches. Um, oh yeah, and... I'm
0: sorry boys, if I seemed a little scatterbrained, I didn't. Uh, I, I I needed to blow off some steam before this one, and I didn't. It's all clogged up. I've got like a cork in my ass, like like at the in the island at the end of *Lost* by screenwriter Jamie Lindelof. No, we, we recently don't have to fired. Talk about laws. You know, he was actually Bob? working on a Star Wars. Oh, they're shooting me Bob? out the door.
3: Bob, he's gone. Did Gosh. He yeah, it? We...
2: Wait, call to him. Did they Bob, say yes? Did Bob, it...
0: what do you say? Yeah, sure.
3: That's a okay, that's good. Let that's let an enthusiastic it. yes. Plus. woo!
2: Wow, I'm so Star Wars nine this
3: one. 2. or re- Well, congrats remate.
2: on your first green light, Max. Max, uh, thank, thank you. you so much I for joining to... us on the show. What do you
1: think? You know, it's... Yeah, it was great. I'm happy I waited till the strike was over. Yeah, you know? well, we, we uh, were
3: yeah. trying to get you for so long, and you said, no, no, I won't do it because of the strike. And we're like, you're not even <laughs> you. Ian. My hands
2: are tied. <laughs> uh, Well, thank you so much for being on. Um, thank and you. And thanks for dealing with Sam all these years. I'm, I'm getting a yeah. taste of it myself. You know, they say the only bond closer than siblings is podcast hosts, and I'm uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, learning on. the hard way. Um,
3: Max, anything you want to plug before you head out?
1: Uh not at the moment but uh all
3: right we'll cut this part out he's got nothing to plug he's this man has got yeah, no got... side hustles <laughs>
2: <laughs> the man that only has his normal he's got one hustle <laughs> And but well, it's from real hustles. Guys it's that love. live entirely off side hustles. It's all we do. We can't. What do you What do you it's mean? You spend time lives. with your loved
3: ones, or like like do leisurely activities?
1: Doesn't makes sense. You also don't live off this if you're spending money on it. Well, well we're, we're only spending making... money on it because of you, buddy. So
3: <laughs> <laughs> we could have done the Garage Band
1: FaceTime Seems
3: two one two <laughs> forever.
2: One, two. You didn't
1: have to change. <laughs> we
2: did. Your computer would have caught on fire if we tried that again. All right. Well, thanks, y'all, for listening to Podcast 2, the sequel. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. You know, give us, uh, just hit us with all the things. I What I think our fans should do, when you go to bed every night, you're gonna choose a new platform and you're gonna have it play all of our episodes silently. Okay. You don't even have I to want listen. You all to Just, start doing let's this. Let's get those numbers Every up. Every night. The more we do there's that, there's all sorts of podcast servers that count as new streams. You know, you can go to like uh, Shutter Sound, you know, you can go to Google Podcasts, you know. I if you listen to this show only once per episode. You're not even really fake a fan. It doesn't count. Yeah, fake fan. You don't, You've got to give us at least five to ten streams per episode. And, and in case we didn't make it clear enough, you don't actually have to listen. You just have to play it. You can
3: turn the volume off. We just want to get those numbers. At least 20 minutes. Yeah.
2: Also, if you sign up for BetterHelp, they're not an official sponsor yet, but just tell them that we sent you. Maybe if enough people do that. Type I'll... in
1: podcast2 as the promo code. Yeah. Maybe they'll figure yeah, it, yeah, if it out. If enough of you do that, get you some money.
3: All right, podcast2, I'm Sam. I'm Max, and I'm Max. I'm Sammy, and the, this is this is oh. Sammy and the Maxes with another episode of Potababa. Baba. Thanks for listening. Oh, <laughs> the not definitely not that. <laughs> <laughs>